Hey, this is Aaron Karsten with Roleplaying Public Radio, and uh, we have a special game today. Uh, we are playing Upwind. This is a yet-to-come-out game, and uh, as a special guest, we actually have the one of the creators with us, Jeff Barber. Woo! 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 Hello, buddy. <laughs> Monkey welcome, yes. All right, so you all have your characters. Um, you can read the sort of quick start premise on the front page. If you are um, a quick reader, you can read the rest of it as we go, or you can just um, pick it up as we move along. I'm a firm believer in when you're teaching people new games, don't bog them down with a bunch of rules, just start playing when you need one. Um, then you can describe how it works at the time. Anybody have any general questions before we get going? Uh, for setting up our decks, I guess we yeah, set aside everything from our affinity, so I have yeah. ore, which means it's going to be diamonds. Yeah, so I'll look at your character sheets. Down the left-hand side um, are a list of suits. Um, you'll notice at the very bottom, under potential, you have a single suit marked. That is the suit you need to separate from your deck. That will, that will, from here on out, be referred to as your potential deck. Where is that? It's the bottom one under potential. Okay. Yeah. Clubs. So since mine is arc, mine would be clubs. Arc mm-hmm. is indicated here. So that's the, yeah, clubs. Okay. Then shuffle the rest so back shuffle, the So shuffle the two separate decks. Okay. And... For um, your hand, you draw six from what we call your play deck, and four from what we call your potential deck, and that is your actual hand of cards. Okay. Six and three? Uh, six and four. Six and four. Oh, and uh, one the joker the jo- the deck. You leave one joker in the play deck, and the other joker is just set aside and not part of the game. Okay. Uh-oh. I keep the horse. I, I think that's I one mistake we made with our first play test that we kept all the jokers in. So well, actually, kind of... I didn't have any of my jokers handy, so I played with no jokers. <laughs> so it was a, a little bit of a mixed bag. So, uh, this oh, goes no. the bigger Sean, you've always got one. The joker. Yeah, hey. the joker goes into the play hand. Uh, larger hand. And you'll notice, uh, I think it was Caleb that said, hey, you ought to have some sort of like graphical indicator of where your cards go and what they mean. So look at your character sheets and you'll see around the outside. I have no idea. Oh, cool. These are, these are just mock-ups of the character sheets. Oh so. my god! Okay, that was going to be my next question. Do you, if you keep the them. potential and the play deck, the play hands uh, separate. They are separate, yeah. Okay. <laughs> the primary reason for that is your, your, play hand, um, your play hand refreshes as you play it. Your potential hand, it's magic, it's kind of a measure of your, of your sorcerer's power, your mana, and it, it recovers in game time, so it needs to recover at a different rate. That's why they're separate decks. Okay, so for potential clubs would be the one? Yeah. Okay. Right. Six and four, is that? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So let's see. Okay. You have the same typo. Hopefully we'll fix that really quick. So you are wound. There you go. So just go with what I circled or not. So you're actually going to be spades. Okay. Cool. So six and four. So mm-hmm. which hand or which suit is Trump? No, sorry. No Trumps. Not yet anyway. But there is a, a, a for ties and things, there is a suit order. It's the traditional suit order. 
Um, so we might actually do just, I guess, an impromptu interview with this as well. Um, but what kind of brought up this first idea of the game, or at least using the cards instead of a dice system? Um, actually, the game, the game mechanics and, and the setting were, were separate. Um, but they were both ideas that were kind of floating around in the back of my head at different times. The the cards were um, just an experiment I, I had in mind, and um, as the two ideas sort of percolated. I realized that the central magical element of the setting with the four cardinal coordinates mm -hmm. matched really well with the suits of cards. Uh, I have grown to loathe my dice because I seem to have such black magic <laughs> when it comes to rolling them. A pox oh, upon your dice. If you want black magic on your dice, I can help you with that later. i got plenty of it. You might not want to touch my dice. Um, but uh, I thought, eh, you need to come up with a, a mechanic to use cards. And what I was trying to accomplish with the cards was something you couldn't really do with dice, which was create a mechanic that allowed you to bid points from a reservoir of points based on how much you wanted the outcome to to come in your favor. So right. giving giving a more uh, spend aspect. And so you have resources to spend, and you could take a lot of bad stuff happening to you um, if it meant you could have some good stuff happen later. And that's just sort cool. of where the idea of this bidding mechanic came from. Um, and cards seemed like a, a reasonable way to track that resource. And it just kind of evolved and changed. It's just changed dramatically since then, but that's where it came from. Okay. Now, that's something that we actually commented on the first playthrough, is that it seemed to give us a lot more agency over our actions. Well, you'll um, find, you'll find um, tonight, I, th I hope you'll find a, a even considerably more agency, because the way that um, I try to design the use of the stakes gives you control over the story almost as much as it does the, the modern. Oh, wow. Cool. Alright, so if everyone is done, go ahead and grab your um, sheet with the names of the characters on it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And quick question on that. Is it okay if we pencil in the player names next to you? Yeah, go ahead. These character sheets are yours to keep if you want. Um, Alright, cool. So write on them, take notes, um, whatever you'd like to do. The thing I like to do, I often write a little intro for a particular session, especially one shots, and I like to in involve the table in presenting it. So. I'll start here. You can read the first paragraph, second paragraph, third paragraph, and move, move away around the table. So if you flip over the sheet of the characters, we'll start the game. Uh, bait and switch. All right. Vault is a small nation wedged between the kingdom of Loft and the fortress of Man Dominion, and threatened from below by the upwind border of the Twilight Frontier. Its rulers are weak, and the populace is desperate. The country's economy has all but collapsed. Corruption is rampant, and bandit gangs and local crime bosses have more influence over the people than the failing parliament. As a result, Vault has become a haven for outlaws of all kinds, and some of the most notorious pirates in the realms take refuge here when they need to go to ground. Bound by the treaties of the Convocation, the Explorers Guild is obliged to provide support, expertise, and law enforcement at the request of the Vaultish government. Despite good faith effort and major expenditure of resources, the Guild has been mostly ineffectual as corruption and collusion undermine any progress it makes. Things have been so desperate that two squadrons from the Brotherhood's Fifth Fleet have been permanently assigned to patrolling the vault. You're members of the Fifth Fleet's Fourth Squadron, known as Roland's Raiders, and though you are officers aboard the EGS Rival, you have recently been given special orders for a detached service. You are instructed to make your way via supply ship to a hive of scum and villainy known as Haven, the Voltish capital. 
There, you are to pose as merchants, take command of the freighter Majestic, hire a crew, secure a, a tempting cargo, and make sure everyone knows where you are headed. All this is to serve as bait in your trap, a trap you are to set for the notorious dread pirate uh, Margit. Is that the way? Is that his, that his name? Yeah. Margit. Margit. Okay. Margit. Uh, and, and it's the feminine. Okay. The dread pirate Margit has become the most feared bandit in the already dangerous and pirate-ridden skies of Vault. Brazenly attacking Vault's shipping and navy vessels alike, she and her crew of cutthroats has been raiding with impunity along the Vault's frontier, and has reportedly taken a dozen vessels in the last round alone. Her ship appears out of nowhere, attacks without warning, and vanishes again into the refuge of secrecy and fear she enforces <coughs> among the people of the Vault's frontier. Your orders are to limp along, a fat and helpless duck, to lure out her crew of hungry hawks. Then, using guile, brute force, or whatever other means present themselves, you are to capture her ship and crew and return her to Haven for a very public trial. You were pleased to have been selected for this mission, and were actually looking forward to the challenge, until you set eyes on the Majestic, which, it turns out, is anything but. Given its warped planks, tattered sails, dangling rigging, and rusty hardware, you are certain the only thing keeping this ship in the air is the fact that it's tied to the dock. Well, at least things can't get any worse. Now, Why did you taunt Murphy? Now it's on Murphy. fire. <laughs> <laughs> Flames on the side of my face. Not, and that's how we get ants. So you stand there, staring at this vessel, uh, wondering what you've gotten yourselves into, um, and remembering the first adage of being a knight, never volunteer. <laughs> well, uh, I don't believe we volunteered for this one. I think we've all we've volunteered. Well, that was probably a big part of it as well. Well, it uh, it, it certainly has character. Hey, it seemed like a good idea we at the time. Happy to have been chosen for this until you saw it. Until you saw it. So that 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 sense of well-being and happiness <laughs> is quickly fading. It's like it's like oh, big for yourself. Oh yeah, it's like I it's, think this is going to be an adventure. Hmm. We can so, fix it. Well, it looks like there's a part. Looks like there's a party in my mouth. And everyone's throwing up. <laughs> I imagine a, little, a moment of silence as you all look at it. A little varnish, a few throw pillows, it'll be fine. And each of you, slowly, you know, maybe touches your nose and thinks, "Okay, you can do the repairs." <laughs> um, but there are four things that you know have to happen before you can get this vessel shipshape and out into the sky. First, of course, is to repair the vessel. Um, the second is that you need a crew. Because as competent as you are, being knights, you do need um, men and women to run your ship. Um, you also need to um, find a cargo, one that would be tempting to a pirate. And finally, you need to spread the word of what you're up to. Um, each of these need to be done in, in, in just the right way, right? Your repairs need to be made um, as, as quickly as possible. The crew needs to be found in a way that means you are, they're less likely to mutiny than they might otherwise be. Uh, your cargo needs to be tempting, but maybe not too tempting, or maybe not something you can't... Uh, oh yeah, we have the Ark of the Covenant broker for. Um, and finally, you need to spread a word, but in a word, able to but in a way that is subtle enough that people won't realize that you are actually setting the trap. So, by way of learning the mechanics, um, um, do a, a little bit of meta-structure here. Um, I'd like to, to know who would like to take on each task, and you can do it in, in pairs or as individuals. Uh, what are the caches? Um, so your caches are extra cards that you can spend on a bid, and when we get to a bid, I'll, I'll worry about telling you how that works. Okay. In terms of what they represent, um, it's unique to each character, but when they can be applied to that situation, you can use them. For example, your um, knight's cache is the one that um, allows you to 
help other people, and you can spend it on any circumstances. Your breed cash allows you to spend it when you're doing magical things using your potential. Mm -hmm. um, every, every kin has an ancestry, and those ancestries come from four sort of origins. Um, spark, Torrent, Gale, and uh, Stone. Um, and then you have a culture uh, cache, which is related to the, the culture in which you were born and raised. So mine is negotiation or persuasion, yeah. which would be good to either get a cargo or get a crew. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And then Let's see, mine is adaptability and socialization, which would be good for getting a cargo or a crew. Most likely the crew. But I'm also a fast-talking schmoozer, so I think I should hit the tavern. Well, because I, I could get a lot of people at the tavern. I imagine going from top to bottom in terms of priority. Uh, um, uh, Domhnall would be an excellent choice for heading up the repairs. Because he's, he's doing it themselves yeah. or waiting for a crew to come in that will help him do it. Mm -hmm. Grab a couple of extra engineers first. Have them join me in the hold. And I think anybody with social skills would be uh, good at acquiring a crew because, seriously, you do want to make sure anyone you're hiring from this hive of scum and villainy is going to um, at least follow your orders long enough to get you out into the air before they mutiny. Um, and you realize that it's going to be a task finding trustworthy and competent in the same individuals. Um, cargo, of course, <laughs> can be uh, anything that you think you could attempt to pirate with. Uh, and there are um, many things here that you could probably do that with. And, of course, it would require um, maybe some negotiation or other, other business acumen. And then spreading the word, again, social skills, maybe some subterfuge abilities, some things that I'm not a liar. A person. I'm definitely not a liar, so. I mean, I've got something that could help, but I think I'm still best off doing the repairs, so. Okay. Because I've got So I Know This Guy, <laughs> but. So let's start with the repairs. Yep. Okay. Um, this is, this is a, a great uh, tutorial for, for how the mechanics work. Right. So um, you examine the ship from top to bottom. You make a running list. Uh, in your little journal of the, the things that need to be repaired. And I would imagine that you're writing, down, oh, this is the most important one. And then you get below decks, like, oh, no, scratch that out. This is the most right. important one. Um, you know, you've got several pages of notes. <laughs> the giant hole in the making, bottom of the yeah. boat is the important one. Making <laughs> chalk marks at certain spots in the wall to mark, you know, what Absolutely. corresponds, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so you've got several pages of notes about what needs to be done. You've started to prioritize the parts. You've already sent a couple of your brothers out into town to, to the chandlery to see if they've, they've got them to buy. Um, you may be negotiating with some of the other ship captains in the harbor. Um, but you now have a list of the things that you need and the, and the repairs that you actually need to make. You're going to have to replace most of the rigging. The sails are shot, and you'll need um, new cloth you know, almost entirely. Well, let's um, see if it's shot a little bit. We can just stitch up the holes, right? Yeah. Uh, well, they, I think it means shot in a different way. They, they oh. get weather worn and they get well that too. There are, is that a that's yes. a cannonball. And so is that. Um, oh look, they used the grape shot here. And I think this old brown stain is probably yeah. Well, we'll just throw that one away. Um, but you um, are are um, going to have to replace much of the ship and spend uh, many many clocks putting her together uh, before you can uh, sail free. Um, so in, in terms of um, the mechanics of the game, we'll make a play over this. Okay. And we'll negotiate stakes that you want, outcomes that you want for the ship and crew, and, um, and then a counter stakes that um, makes it more interesting for me as the game master. Okay. So um, what would you like the outcome of your repair work to be? Ideally, it'd be great to have it runs better than, it, better than, when it, better than new. Better than new. Okay, that's pretty high stakes. It is pretty high stakes. Because <laughs> this thing is um, really should be... Retired. Scuttled. 
<laughs> yeah, maybe maybe an old sea captain could use it as a as a, a retirement home, um, but uh, other than that, it's not really meant and for the when open you say sky. Retirement home. What you mean is crash it on the ground and then make a and then tavern out of it. Yes, yes. Elson Barrett would right. pilot this so, thing. So better than better than new. Better than a new high is, order. It's too high. Oh, so is that too high? No, it's possible? not too high. I'm just going to say right now that's a three card play. So the difficulty levels that I provide you are one, two, or three cards. Okay. Obviously, one card is lower difficulty than a three card. Mm -hmm. To make it better than new, it's a, a three card play. Um, but that's not enough. Just, just I mean, for a three card <coughs> play, you should get a little more. What else do you want? Um, better than new, uh, <coughs> sneak in a couple surprises. Okay, so you can improve its performance. Um, Defensibility is what, what, what I'm Defensibility. Really... Okay, so, so when the somebody hull, tries to the hull hull is perhaps stronger than, than it would appear. <laughs> there might be a few. Oh, harder hull and. Uh, I was thinking traps on the railing, crouching <laughs> cannons. Crouching cannons. Yeah, there are no armaments. If you're interested in armaments, okay. that would be something that would be. That so we'll, we'll, make, we'll make that for that extra bit. It's going to be, the it's going to be armored, but it's not going to be obviously armored. It's going to have armament, but it's not going to be something you notice right off. Okay, we'll say that the key features that the the, the key infrastructure can be armored. Um, okay. I'll say um, you can have a choice between um, a trap um, of some kind against borders. Or um, as a, a, a um, means of, uh, of accomplishing a quick burst of speed to get free of pursuit. Ooh, which which would you actually. like to have? Actually, I think the burst of speed would be a good idea. Okay, yeah, so your stakes are. Capture a pirate. She's perfectly skyworthy as, as the day she was launched. Um, though she's going to still be ugly. Oh, no, no. I don't have time to make her pretty. I'm making sure she's yeah. ugly. Okay. So she's falcon. She's so. going to be skyworthy. She's going to have a, a hidden burst of speed ready to go. <clears throat> Where are the cigarettes? That's a horrible thing to say. Yeah, armored infrastructure. <laughs> okay. We're working um, on that. Cargo. I'm, I'm going to say that my stakes are, she'll be skyworthy, um, but I get both a one-card cash that I can play against you sometime in the future in a situation where the, sea, the seaworthiness, the skyworthiness of the ship is called into question. Okay. Um... And um, I'll say that um, there will be a a, a plague of, of small malfunctions that I can that I can throw at you when they're dramatically appropriate. So I get to I get to run <laughs> out five. Can we call that plague of small uh, malfunctions a wreck inning? Okay, so for this uh, play, you're saying it needs to be a it's a three card. So I'm 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 going to make the three card play. You can make um, however many cards your ability is, is listed at. So what so, ability are you going to use to do the repairs? I want to say machines just speak to me. That's perfect, and that's a three card. That's a three card <coughs> three card skill. So I so and that's in what suit for you? That is in spade, unfortunately. So, so. you have to play that in spades. Now, if you don't have spades or enough spades to feel confident in making a three-card play, we can do a couple of things. We can negotiate the stakes down a little bit, so it's a two-card play, um, okay. and that way you won't have as hard a challenge, or you can figure out a different ability to use. Right. Looking, looking, looking. Different, sorry, a different uh, attribute to use. Right, I'm looking over the different attributes. I'm also looking at, okay, so the mechanical genius trait under caches. That's that, just... You can use that. That would be added to um, any play in which you are trying to do something that would be, um, a, there, there'd be an advantage to be a mechanical genius. Which I would think this would work, but uh, do you, is it like a one-use thing, or is that just... Yeah, the caches are, are, session, are, are per session use. Okay. If you have more than one, uh, then you can use it twice per session. Okay. Let's actually. I think this would be a case where that could be usable. Um, 
If we ditch the burst of speed, keep the armor, keep it, and keep the skyworthiness. Okay. Uh, does that make it a two car uh, two car challenge? Um, if I get to keep my uh, rash of um, random malfunctions. Okay. Yes. Let's do that. So I'll use the mechanical genius trait, and <clears throat> I'll try to. Do Man, I'm sorry. My rash of malfunctions and my and my challenge cast still. Okay. So all right. So the way this will work is okay. So mechanical genius, I just. Say that's a card's victory, or well, you you say you're gonna use mechanical genius. Or sorry, no, you're using. Um, you, you just speak to me, so you're gonna pick your three cards, or up to three cards, right? And then you're gonna say in advance, I'm gonna use um, one of my caches. Okay. And you tell me which one, um, so that we can agree that it's applicable. But we've right. already discussed it. So yeah. then you draw a card from your play deck, okay, at random. Yep, and it goes into your play. So it goes in, in with, with the with the Whatever card you're playing from. Okay, so give me a second. So it's going to be, and I'm guessing, does it still apply even though it's not? Yeah, it's suit, it's okay. uh, suit independent. Okay, so. So what we do is then I got to oh. pick my card. Oh, sorry about that. And I have a craptastic hand, which is a good start for you. Um, seriously, <laughs> I don't know how I ended up with such poor cards. Yeah, your dice um, are influencing the cards. Probably that scene. Okay. Um, so from talking, you are sitting next to me. Um, That's okay. That it's might... good for you guys then, right? All right. So, all right. So, I'm playing my two cards. <coughs> um, I also have caches available to me. Um, okay. I have plot cache. I have uh, a, um, a opposition cache, and I have a um, environment cache that I can use whenever one of those things applies. In this case, I'm not going to spend it. All right. Flip. I've got a jack of spades and a two of Okay, you've got a jack and two, so that gives you a total of 12. I've got a, a whopping nine, so you win automatically. Now, okay. you could crown that play because you're playing a face card, but I don't know how you could use any kind of sneaky behavior as represented by the jack to do that in repairing a ship. I was trying to make sure it looked like crap. <laughs> I, don't I know. could say, there's, yeah, so, I'll, but I'll buy that. The question is, really it look like a like a um, it, sort of like a false flag sort of vessel? Right. Um, you could play the card. In this case, it's irrelevant because you've already won. Okay, so there's also subterfuge and thievery. Who knows where we got the ex the spare parts? Well, that's true. Am okay, I to understand this? Do you really want so, me to paint more rust on this thing? My next question is: uh, so for the for the crowning card, it still has to be the same suit. I guess. No. Oh, no. Nope. Crowning is drawn randomly from the okay. deck, just like just like cash. Gotcha. So so you would pull a card and just lay it down on your total. So now you're total seventeen. Okay. So okay. we have yeah. a nice ship. The only cards that are suit dependent are the ones you're playing out of your hands. Okay. The ones that are drawn for crowning or for caches suited suited suited. Gotcha. Okay. All right, so it's it's working. It didn't get the extra burst of speed, but it is armored. It still looks like crap. It's going to take you a, um, a couple of clocks days clocks yeah. to get her to get her um, ship shape. Um, you're going to have to do a, a, a full re-rigging, and having uh, a crew is going to make this go a lot faster. So again, around. please so send me some more. You can imagine these things okay. are all sort of happening simultaneously. Yeah. Um, but even when the, these guys first get back, they realize that you've already made improvements. Most of that was just shoveling the trash off the deck and into right. the air. Right. Um, if you have a joker come up, keep in mind that that's an automatic win when you play that. Um, but you want to do it secretly. You don't want to be like, I have a joker, I have a joker. Right. And then and, uh, have I, me play my best cards or my worst cards or another joker. And, and I have a sword that turns my aces into jokers. Yeah, you have, um, each of you has a relic. 
Uh, each character has a special heirloom that they've either inherited from their family or were given at graduation from the academy that um, emphasizes a particular personality or skill or um, a magical strength that your character has. Uh, and if you have questions about what it is and how it works, just ask, and I'm happy to share. Is it, um, okay, is this an anytime usage? Is it a one time? It's, it's an anytime usage if the circumstances are right. Each character's oh. relic is different. So I could have custom built by the characters. I could have actually players. used mine. Okay. Um, yeah, yours is, a, yours is a giant work chest. It's about this tall, about that wide, that deep. It weighs about 500 pounds. Which you um, carry one-handed. However, it has, well, you are very strong. It, has a, it actually has backpack straps on it. It also has the same elements as an induction hull. So it, it lifts a little bit off the ground, um, or it reduces its weight to about 30 pounds, I should say. Cool. It still has 500 pounds worth of inertia, so you need to strap it down and be careful. But when you, it's got all the tools that you need, and under those circumstances of activation, you can pull out um, rare spare parts to make whatever repairs you need to do. Okay, so for right now, uh, we already did the contest. It stands. Oh, do I draw back up to my... You draw back up to your, to your full hand. Okay. Yay. So, we got a ship. <coughs> um, so and now we need a crew. So who's going in town looking for a crew? Ooh, 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 me, me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, Zig, yeah. uh, you are a energetic young woman. Yes. Uh, you can't stand still. You can't stop talking. Uh, your head is on a swivel all the time. Your eyes are looking here and there. You've got questions of everybody. Um, you you meet everybody. You know everybody wherever you go. Even though they can, uh, I would imagine most of the time you're talking so fast they don't catch your name and they don't uh, really get a chance to put a word in edgewise. But you That's are okay. certainly. I've got such a force of personality that they really don't need to. Absolutely, you do. You are a force of personality. Um, sometimes it, it works. Sometimes it uh, is a challenge. So you're walking into town. Um, mm-hmm. You you are in the waterfront, and it is a proverbial um, um, working waterfront. Am I going to see Brando? Brando? Because I'm on the waterfront. Oh no, sorry, he's not. He's not here. Um, but maybe he could have been a contender. Your best bet for finding a crew in a place like this, there's there's almost always a sailor's hall. A place where sailors that are out of work or who have just come on a ship that's finished its voyage have, um, have uh, um, they'll go and they'll, they'll put their name in the lists and uh, best based on their specialty, um, they can be hired on, on other ships. A lot of the guys that are here um, that are regulars of the, of the sailor's hall are probably the least desirable of, of the, those that you could hire, but... They have to have minimum qualifications in terms of scholarship, so you know there's a trade-off to be made. Well, I figured that there's a nice, easy way to figure that out. All I'm going to have to do is talk to the ones that have been here for a little bit longer, and I'm going to see why they're still here. I mean, some of them might have things like a drinking problem, some of them might have a gambling problem, and there's always the one or two that just can't seem to get on with the right ship because they don't have the right personality. Or they they have have a, somebody they have a murder like problem or a pirating problem. Or, yeah. Oh, what's a little bit of murderation between friends? Right, I mean, so as long as they're not murdering us. I mean, so the building is run down. Um, you can clear. tell that uh, the dues around here must be pretty low. Um, you walk into the, to the dim room. Um, it is lit only by a few kind of grungy windows. Uh, there's a few long tables with a few dejected individuals sitting there looking over um, uh, their, their, uh, at their, at their um, I imagine there's a, a tap room here, so they're looking over their mugs of ale. Um, there is um, an officious looking fellow with a, a visor and those little straps that hold up the sleeves. Ooh, sleeve uh, cutters. And a large ledger. Um, 
he, he seems to be putting on a bit of airs. Things are uh, rather threadbare and worn, but he seems to um, at least be cleaner than the, the rest of the people. Well, you know what? At least he's making an effort. And I, we can appreciate a good effort. So I'm just going to saunter right over to him, and I'm going to start talking. Well, you walk in, and immediately all eyes are on you. Um, not only are you um, a woman coming in here, uh, not that there are not female sailors, but... Um, you are young and you don't have shit all over you. So there's. Clearly, <laughs> I must be important. Bad luck to have a woman on board. Mark my words. That's why we're going to have at least two. Because that way our bad luck will cancel each other out. Hmm. I mean, uh, I didn't see you with the ready answer to that question. I, I think perhaps you were in the. In the wrong, wrong location? Uh, is there something I can do? Uh, no, see, I'm here to pick up a sailor. Oh. Don't get all excited, boys. I'm here to pick up a couple of sailors. This guy actually. in the back puts his hand down. Don't, uh, I'm actually here to pick up a couple of sailors. Uh, no, no excitement, no oh, excitement. Oh, you're here to broker for a crew? <coughs> yes, yes. Oh, it's good. It's good. I can help you with that. We have, we have lowest, rates, lowest rates on the water. Uh, we, have, we, we were, we were able to um, make a good deal. Oh, good. Oh, I am looking for a good deal, but I'm also looking for good men. Oh, we few have good men. Look, look at this, this sea of good men. You, you look out and uh, some of them aren't even looking up. Some of them look very dejected. A couple of them are looking enthusiastic, but they also look really hungry. Um, a couple are looking enthusiastic, but they look really knifey. Um, okay. Actually, let's try the well, good, fast-walking schmoozer and never gets a good girl down. Uh, I'm leaning more towards the never gets a good girl down. I'm going to turn towards the room and I'm going to say, I have got a ship that needs a lot of work. I do mean a hellacious amount of work before it's seaworthy. As a matter of fact, the only thing that's holding it together right now is the rust and the, well, the rust, the spit, the bailing wire, and the sheer willpower of our engineer. Who wants to help him? There's a unfortunate moment of silence uh, when someone <laughs> in the back says, oh, I can swing a hammer. Someone else says, uh, That's good. I can run a saw. Hammer, says, saw. See the guy in the back. I know three knots. <laughs> the other okay. guy says, I can bend a sail. And now they seem to be like, almost they realize... Oh, I am Spartacus. Yeah, they realize they're bidding against each other for jobs and money. And so it starts to get a little more um, uh, enthusiastic. Uh, and you see a few guys... Uh, I'm able body. Uh, I was a, a navigator's assistant. I have nothing to lose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the guy I in the have, back. I have no soul. <laughs> coming up and down, waving his arms. I have nothing to lose. Just... <laughs> All right, so we're going to hold a couple of interviews, a couple of tryouts. Come on, or you, boys. Or David, you can just go. Okay, the, several of them um, kind of vie for position. Um, the the, uh, the clerk has has um, made a show of brushing off his desk and then and showing you the, the, yes. the chair. Mr. Hammer, I heard hammer first. I oh, that's want, me, that's me. Uh, bring your hammer here. I, I know how to swing hammer. <laughs> he comes yeah. forward. Oh, yes. Um, I need to talk to you first because you were the first person to speak up. He looks back over at his, I wouldn't say comrades, but the people that he was sharing a room with. Uh, and, and Mr. Saw, <laughs> right up here too. He comes in behind him. Okay, you we, guys. We can help you, I'm sure. Okay. Now, I know that you guys are probably going to be the first hardest workers that we're going to have out of this whole crew. And so, what I really need to do is I need to get you guys working as quickly as possible. So, can Great you tell question. me what your rates are? What is the rate for our telepathy? Uh, nigh yeah. unlimited. Brother. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. It's uh, nigh uh, unlimited. Unfortunately, awesome. almost everything you think and say is essentially transferred to the other without really effort or will. In fact, it's 
the ultimate invasion of privacy. You, don't, so, you so. can't really... That could be awesome. Shut it <laughs> so, so it's like one of them is constantly talking in the other one directly in the other one's ear? Essentially. Yeah. You, can't really, you can't really turn it off. Okay. <laughs> you guys probably all saw him wince repeatedly. You've gotten very good at talking over each other. Is really at my unfortunate <laughs> choice of words. It's okay. Well, see, I'm still back at the ship. Right. And this is actually what I was thinking. And so you don't even have any context. Hold that plank still. I'll so there, the there are, are um, uh, any uh, she's getting uh, somebody hammers that would be pretty standard. Uh, um, you would only be paying exceptional rates for see. exceptional people, and they have hammer saw yeah. letters of reference. There's somebody who can break sales. But um, anyway, your conversation goes similarly with each of these guys. Mm-hmm. You talk about it um, their skill set. You, you talk about their ratings. Right. You talk about the last voyage they were on. You get a lot of guys that you like. Thank you. No, thank you. You get a lot of guys that. If what they're saying is true, it would be a great addition to the crew. Okay. Now, on. Okay, I'm basically going to be sorting them into yes, no, and maybe. Okay. Uh, the no's, I am going to tell them, sorry, um, you're just not what we're looking for this time. But we will keep you in mind for our future endeavors. A couple of them look downtrodden, a couple are angry, someone's like, swear something in Voltish, they're like, what? What? Good thing I don't know. I'm going to go, like, go kill something. <laughs> well, let's see. Since I'm verdant, I will respond to him with. Uh, Angriest borscht recipe that I possibly can. Angriest <coughs> recipe for a dish. Tell him how to make an eggless cookie in Verdant. Uh, Loudly. Oh, he no. looks at you confusedly uh, and backs away. What kind of fire? Kind of Again, she's doing with the cookie recipe. <laughs> hmm. All right, so we'll make a plan. All right. What stakes would you like in hiring your crew? Tell me what you what would like your crew to be like. Um, I want my crew to be to not stab us in the back type. Yes, <laughs> to not stab us in the back type. That I'm. I was going to say loyal. I think loyal encompasses no stabity stabity back back. Yeah, um, loyal is a higher order of not murderous. Yes. Well, I want them to be murderous, but just not just at not us. Toward us. <laughs> Cr- granted, yeah. directed. I want you to murder the. I know I'm hearing two card play. Yeah. And um, I also want them to be competent. Um, I want this crew to be people that actually know how to sail the boat, as opposed to people that just know how to kill so other people. A full crew of, on the boat. of competent sailors. So we're looking at <coughs> about um, fifteen or twenty people. Mm-hmm. You want them to be. Um, you want them to uh, not mutiny, right? Uh, but you want them to be um, more than that. You want them. You said loyal, right? Yes. Okay. As in, I don't want them to try to stab us in the back in the middle of what the about their What about their uh, martial competence? Well, I figure that I'm traveling with a group of seven knights. And I mean, seven knights? That's going to be going against a whole ship full of pirates. Against a whole ship full of pirates, but I'm a match for at least two pirates, maybe three, possibly four, at the right circumstances. I know my brother can take at least as many as I can. That's a good point. Right? Do we know uh, what right? the pirate captain's yes. uh, compliment right? is? Oh, uh, you don't. We don't. Yes. Fair enough. We just know she's a pirate. There are thousands well, well, of In a general sense, yeah. Lots. <laughs> well, she's taking a lot of ships, so she's she's probably pretty good at Well, pirating. considering that the last time that she did the pirating, she took... Like ten. Twelve ships in the last round. Twelve yeah. ships in well, the last round. the course round. of about three months. Yeah. Well, still, three months. That's a lot. But a dozen vessels all at once. That's, that's one a week. That <laughs> is not a small number. So I figured that there would be a small amount of martial competence because I know that this guy knows how to work a hammer and this guy knows how to activate a saw. You're looking for for quite a bit out of this crew, leaning towards a three-card play. 
Okay. Let's try a. Let's see. So, what, what ability are you going to use? What attribute? <coughs> well, I am. I may be metagaming this just a little bit. But this I'm, game is full of metagaming, so okay. you, you should. I'm looking at the cards that I've got in mm -hmm. my hand, and. Mechanically, you steer the game, you try to steer the narrative towards the cards you have to play. I'm going to play this as never gets a good girl down. And the reason why I'm playing it that way is because um, I can pull off a diamond, but the way that I would justify it in story is even though these may not be the cream of the crop, I'm taking it in stride because at least they were enthusiastic after a moment. I, they thought about it, but then they chimed in. I will say that's pretty thin justification, but since you were kind enough to invite me to your house to play a game with you, I will let it go. <laughs> well, wow. it's my house it's his. Well, to your group. Yeah, the pizza for you is on the way, too. <laughs> okay. That's a lie. It's in the mail. And let's see. It's in the mail. Yeah, That's exactly. a two ability, so that means sure, I can play two cards. <laughs> is that correct? Uh, yeah, so you play two cards, diamonds. Give it some Trump steak. Okay. And oh, then I am going to use. Um, but I'm playing three cards because of all the things Okay. So if you so want to bring down their martial competence or their loyalty, I can go down to two cards. Or can I tag my cash on adaptability you and can. specialization? You can. But remember, that's drawn at random from okay. your playback. I will. Okay. I think that I kind of need to, just to make sure that we get a. I want a non-stabity crew that can actually stab yeah, other right, people. So go ahead and play those two cards. Draw your other your other card from your play deck. Reveal. Alright, now you are playing 17 um, and then 10 for your king. Now do you, can you justify crowning with your king? Okay. So you look down here under king. Leadership. These are the kinds of things... Leadership. I'd say leadership. Leadership. Um, but I know who's in the crew. And I can use nefarious doings to crown crown here, so I get to crown as well. So I have a total now of twenty nine, and you have a total of third. Oh, nicely done. Yeah. Uh, do I get to double crown on no, that? No, you only crown over one time, and you only you only play cash over time. So you've got thirty seven. You actually win. You out of this den of iniquity, you manage to hire a crew that is both competent as sailors and not ready to slit your throats as soon as you right. set sail. Don't tell my mother that I'm not honest. <laughs> She'll never understand. <laughs> and they know which end of the knife goes into the into the bad guy. Pointy end goes into the bad guy. <laughs> so, crowning, right, well done. so crowning means you justify okay, so how that face card corresponds yeah, if you, to If thing. you are playing that face card and you can justify its application to the circumstances, you can draw an additional card at random. And add it to the thumb. add it to the, to the bid. Okay, and then do I draw cool. two more cards? You fill your hand back up to six. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. I think I'm getting the hang of this. And that's really all there is to the game, in terms of the mechanics. I mean, there's some subtle little add-ons that we can talk about, but that's okay. how she now, plays. Now, I do have one crazy little question. Oh, mm -hmm. there it is. Never mind. It's right on the sheet in front of me. Aces crown any play regardless of circumstances. Yes. So, if I had managed to find an ace... Numerically, face cards are worth ten. They're the the value they have is in crowning, and you all in you sort of in a metagame sense want to push the narrative in the direction that you can play your best cards, um, and so that's sort of the fun in the meta elements of this game is telling the story you want, but getting to that story through whatever <laughs> happens to be supported by your random draw. <laughs> that is so meta. <laughs> <laughs> all right, 
Um, so we've got a, we've got a uh, group of people who have gone hunting a cargo, and they're going to spread and word about that cargo. Well, actually, I want to take a look at the cargo, if you don't mind. Well, I'm, like, are you negotiating? You go, I you have the choice of a natural leader. You can certainly go together. Okay, so, we can go together. works. So, uh, who do we have that's um, going out to the cargo? Okay, I'm actually kind of interested um, in what particular cargoes have been going missing. Is there any type of pattern to them? Or of what has been taken on these ships? That's an excellent question. What kinds of skills could you use, and where would you use them to um, get that information? Uh, for information gathering attributes? Or, May I help you, Aaron? Uh, well, I do have persuasive, so I could just you spend are. the years of local... I have a scholar's phone that gives me useful information. Okay, if you want to do that, that's okay. Well, <laughs> utilize, utilize this for later, Eric, if you want to... That, is a, that is a strange and it's magical... It's a relic. That's yeah. a magical book. Yes. Right? So it, it can have answers to questions that wouldn't necessarily be found in a normal instruction manual. So, no, if you want to give that a use. So yeah, so, it, so. Well, I'll use that to find the information that he's looking for. Uh, most desirable cargo for our particular pirate. So. Um, well, let me, let me see your character sheet for real quick. Because <laughs> Eric, kind of at least seeing that they had a pattern, possibly, or some, something. Because there's a, a chance, though, that the manifests have gone missing unless we want to use persuasion through Tom's abilities. Uh, over at the Dockmasters. The, the intention behind this relic is that it, it, it's essentially a, a, a portable library. Um, so unless the pirate, and it has access to sort of a, a, a meta book, and the, unless the pirate has written down these things um, and made a, a book out of them, you wouldn't really have access to it. You've got a magic book. We have book. written manifests uh, from the ships well, before what, they that's left a, dock. That's a good point. So if you would like a list of the manifests, sure. Yes. Um, so, what is the activation on that relic? Uh, draw a face card. Okay, so if you um, draw from your deck, your play deck, if you draw a face card, then you get that fact. So it's a little bit of a gamble. Every time you add, like you ask the book a question, draw, and if it's a face maybe card, yes, you get maybe the no. answer. Yeah. Okay. So draw one card. No, no. five o'clock. Okay. So you thumb through the pages, and you can't seem to find, you know, you shoot your magic eight ball, and it says, uh, ask another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so, All right. So, um, so uh, let's say... Um, Tonio? Yeah, Tonio. Uh, Tonio, sorry. Uh, Tonio and I can go to the dock masters, and he, that's like he can ask if we can look at least the shipping manifest. Yeah, you're the harbor masters. Yep. yep. There's a, there is um, an office where they uh, control berthing and loading and keep track of ships coming in and out and collect tariffs for trade and all that kind of thing. So, um, you walk toward this place. I want to ask you all a question. So, every knight has a knight's blade. It is a special weapon that anyone can identify. The metal that they're made out of is, is um, somewhat unique, extremely valuable. It's called Master's Alloy, and they have a, an appearance that looks almost like etched circuitry. Um, the way oil roils over, over water, that, the blades kind of shimmer and, and move almost like that when you look at them. They're given to you at graduation. They're the only thing that a knight carries that identifies them as a knight. Um, it's better than a badge. It's you know, better than a car with blue lights on top. Um, but... Under certain circumstances, you might not want people to know that you're a knight, especially when you're supposed to be posing as merchants. nefarious crew of merchants, That's down right. and out on your luck merchants by the look of the majestic. So, how is each of you um, hiding your blade? You essentially have two options. You can hide it in your, in your gear aboard the ship, or it can be somehow secreted about your person, under your cloak, wrapped in sailcloth, over your back. Um, but if it is out in the open you will be made almost instantly as a knight. Um, I had a question. Are the pommels and hilts uniform among... No, the blades tend to be um, sort of custom-made for the bearer, and okay. so they vary pretty broadly. But, okay. but uh, if the blade itself is 
is, well, yes and no. Okay. There's a lesser chance. All right. Um, okay. What I was going to ask is, um, when you say blade, is it necessarily a sword? Or no, it can be, you're, as an individual, you get to choose what kind of blade it is. It could be a spear, it could be a sword, it could be a, even a dagger, an axe, uh, um, maybe more exotic weapons. Um. Well, I'm thinking that mine is exactly as long as my forearm, okay. strapped to said forearm in a drop sheath. Okay. So it's hidden under your sleeve. Yes. Okay. Okay. I guess the question I'm really asking is not so much specifically how you're hiding it, as much as um, are you hiding it, or is it on ship, or is it in in the open? A question. I mean, the the blade obviously is an identifier, but scabbards. Um, the ones you get with them, yes. But we can say that you, in anticipation of going undercover, you can have. Acquired a, a scabbard that fits that will hide the blade. Okay. I was just curious if they were identifiers. So, how that works? Um, <clears throat> change mine to a rapier and just tilt it up and scabbard it. Okay. So because if you're wandering around without a visible weapon, you're clearly an idiot. Sure. Target. Well, it doesn't mean you don't have access to other weapons, right? Okay. Um, but uh, but the idea would be that if it's it's identifiable enough that if you've not wrapped the handle in rags or stuck your hat over it or something, mm-hmm. someone looking at it's going to go, oh, wait a minute. I know what that is. So, um, so in my case, it will probably be uh, hidden. It'll actually probably be a, more of a sword cane. Yes or no, David? I'm stealing your stick. Okay. So, okay. Um, for this one, to make it more, un- uh, make it more uh, unobtrusive towards okay. that. So. Okay. I love mine on the ship. All right. Because mine's actually like a broadsword. So, okay. in case we need to pull rank on somebody, if absolutely necessary, but it you're won't thinking cost you're going to give them an inch. Have you? Have you guys hidden yours, or are you carrying with you? I don't know that I've left the ship yet, so... I'm okay. still on the ship, so mine is actually going to be in my tool chest. All right. And when I, if, I, if I do leave the ship, it's going to be wrapped in cloth and strapped my back. Right. It's going to be more of a thick, cleaver-like blade. Sure. Because big guy, big blade, makes sense. <laughs> mine will be a sword and, you know, scabbarded on the hip. Okay. Uh, not a rapier, a little bit more like a saber. All right. Uh, go scimitar. Sabers are good for ship combat. I kind of like saber better. <laughs> well, alright, saber. So. It's just character. But scimitar sounds cool. Or... So are you hidden? Or, or... Okay. Uh, I think I'm still I'm on hidden. the ship, uh, okay. but... Uh, that... the, reason I, the reason I ask this is, is actually for a mechanical uh, purpose. So your um, knight's cash is only available if you're carrying your sword. The sword gives you confidence. The sword gives you authority. Um, it is a, a, a sign of who you are and the training you've gone through. It's a reminder of of what you've endured to become a knight and um, the way the, the rest of the world looks at you. Um, if you don't have it on your person, that lack of confidence means that cash is not available. Uh, question as far as Wink is concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, since Hulk is our uh, teleporter, is he able to teleport his blade to him if it's not on him? Or does um, he just teleport him? The, the way m- potential works in the game is pretty freeform and open to interpretation just like everything else. So, yes, depending on the circumstances, yeah. Um, all right, so you guys are, are in, in town. Um, yes. You've gone to the Harbor Master. <clears throat> the Harbor Master uh, is, a, like I said, it's a, it's a fairly busy place. You see some uh, ruffians outside, uh, stevedore-looking types. Um, they, they seem to be pretty idle. They're not really doing work so much as eyeballing everybody walking in and out. Um, your instincts tell you that they're probably um, guards of sorts. They're, they're thugs that uh, the, the 
um, which clerks inside can call on if things get rough. Um, and so they're, they give you a little bit of stink eye as you walk past, sizing you up. There's a, even though you are very young, there's a confidence to your step that concerns them. I don't like your swagger. <laughs> the, the, so the two of you walk in. Uh, you see a bunch of busy people at ledgers, um, some sea captains arguing with clerks, um, a bunch of harried uh, uh, runners with rolls of paper and um, satchels going hither and yon. Yeah. Um, we'll go ahead and approach. Uh, who's the? Is there a main desk, uh, a main reception desk, or is there just? Uh, uh, are there just clerks? It's a ring of counter, uh, and there's doesn't seem any rhyme or reason to the people standing around. Uh, it's like, you got to push yourself to the front of the crowd if you want attention. Okay. There's a bunch of, bunch of harried, <laughs> harried, sweaty guys in, in, in um, dirty white shirts behind the counter, just ink stains of, yeah. on their faces. Just kind of move without moving, like, well, let's put my bag down here, and I guess I'm past you now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you come in before me? Oh, no, yeah, that's no, okay. No, no, that's not fine. So, um, actually, I'll just be polite as I can be to the gentleman. What can I do for you? So... Uh, yes, uh, we actually have some uh, business with uh, uh, business. We're currently a new shipping uh, uh, ship, uh, uh, shipping and receiving crew that has come out. Uh, it's like into vault. Uh, our ship, the Majestic, the Majestic. So, so is not so. The ship, the Majestic, is uh, it's like you are, on, you are on the Majestic. Yes, actually, we're currently in the middle of researching. So, uh, that is that is the the response that we've been getting. I've... The guy, the, the couple of guys behind me, looking at you. One of them does some sort of uh, religious uh, gesticulation with his hands. Um, so, um, but in any case, we are currently seeking about taking over some of the um, shipping routes. Unfortunately, of the uh, for our company. Oh, you want cargo? Uh, yes, actually, we're taking over ones that have gone missing. So. And he goes back to whatever he's doing. Aisle so. 4 is cargo. Oh, aisle 4, okay. I'm sorry to hear that. More like, bureaucratic oh. crap. You actually get bounced back and forth between a couple different aisles before oh. you find this, someone that's oh. actually brokering cargoes. Okay. So, well, and when he finds out that you're on Majestic, he's like, no, no work for you. Why? Oh, excuse me, sir, we've traveled such a long way and repaired the ship. Why would you. Your well, ship is piece of ship. Like, well, now it is. I cannot invest, so, cannot invest cargo. Cannot trust you with cargo. Um, unless you pay big insurance. You pay big insurance, yeah, you have all cargo you want. Sir, I can tell you I can tell you that our credentials are impeccable. We have sailed throughout the yeah, you're incre- you, Are you carrying cargo or ship carrying cargo? So, that ship that ship piece of shit. So well, I can assure you that we have taken every step to make sur- certain that we have ma- uh, made that skyworthy at this point. That is the purpose of our company, that we can see the rough inside... That's uh, the roughs, diamonds in the rough. And I believe this... That's uh, like uh, it's like we can bring you a massive amount of money in the lost... That's uh, like out of the lost shipments that have gone missing in the recent months. And I think, uh, I think you know that, and I know that. Are we given like some actual like capital so, for this mission? Yeah, yeah. You okay. Got some resources. And okay. Um, and oh. actually, if that will fit in a Android. Oh, sweet. No, in an iPad. Uh, Android. Yeah, my iPad just died. and It's got the scenario on it. So. It's oh. Oh, oh no. You need that stuff. Um. And my. Uh, let me see if my battery upstairs has a bunch of a charge on it. I will. If I can steal from. The Do you want to talk? Go pause real quick. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah go ahead. We'll be right back. I'll be right up. I just unplugged the. After the commercial message. Oh, and Rebecca. So, this time. so uh, we go back and forth with the fellow. Uh, he's insistent that he he knows the majestic. It's not seaworthy. You have to pay insurance if you want to get into broker. Actually, I'll just go like, 
Okay, it's like, there, I'll put some of our money. There. Oh, very um, good. Very reasonable. Now, what would you like for the cargo? I have options for you. Okay, look, now is your time. Well, he's, in he's coming through his book. Well, in particular, uh, we were interested in looking at the... That's like what was comprised of the cargo runs of... Uh, what were some of the names of the missing ships? So, uh, Do we have a list of them for us? Um, yeah, we've got a few okay. um, Could I possibly get the shipping manifest for uh, the Highwind, uh, the... Uh, that's like Aether Draconian, and... Uh, oh, can never get Prince this thing So, oh, yeah. <laughs> Filthy whore. I was going... Oh, I was going to no, that. No, that is a good ship. So. <laughs> she is. Look at her track record. As you simply say, like, filthy whore. Yeah. Um, he gives you a skeptical look, looks around to make sure that there's no other clerks in earshot, and, and says, but uh, why do you want benefits from these ships? This seems a bit irregular. It's not, um, not really uh, part of brokering a cargo. Yes, I actually do understand that is somewhat unorthodox. However, since we are just getting our start in the Baltish region, um, we are interested in getting up something, a leg up on our competition. So, so you're seeking advantage, uh, seeking information. Information is uh, valuable. Yeah. So, well, <laughs> well uh, it disappears quickly and he goes, so... He's what was that list again? <laughs> so, here's the deal. He will provide you with the list, um, and um, you will very quickly um, be able to make some assumptions about the, the things that they are carrying. Okay. Um, there were... I'm not sure what you were expecting, but uh, it wasn't shipments of weapons or ore or um, particularly valuable hard goods that were missing. There was a, a ship full of rice. There was a ship full of um, um, medicines and um, uh, uh, tools. There was a ship full of other foodstuffs. Um, and there were a couple of high-dollar cargoes. There was a ship um, carrying gunpowder, uh, arc powder, and uh, another ship that... Um, Vault doesn't have much to export. Um, but one thing it does export that is highly valued around the kingdoms and the light is wine. Uh, Voltage wine is, is particularly good and particularly valued and um, that seems to be uh, there have been several um, ships that have gone missing since that were then. carrying cargoes of wine um, which is a pretty fungible resource. So we may... Smugglable. Yeah. Let's go with wine, I say. Well, actually, I think what we, what needs to happen is that we need to have a fairly diverse... Uh, diversified cargo that has uh, most most of the staples that would, were stolen already, and then use the wine as the cherry on top. Particularly decent vintage, um, sir. Actually, where would Smuggle you smuggle the wine? Where, I was like, who would you say is the purveyors of the best home. vineyards in Vault? Oh well, I uh, I can broker that if you wish to carry well, wine. Carrying food, mm-hmm. but uh, again, uh, food it is good that you have insurance because this it's is not just uh, that we're kind of hitting on difficult time. Wine disappears the faster than it can be drank, right? Uh, it seems to be uh, a difficult thing to ship. So, well, I assure much. you that we can do it, sir. Very much. So you would so. like the wine? Is there uh, um, other cargo? This. This is this is headed for Verdant. Are you are you willing to make a journey of that late? So I, well, that's like that is currently our last ne- next leg of the destination. Well, so. how convenient he says. <laughs> I, I, I was like a couple extra. Like, no, it's not. Yeah. Like there's nothing convenient. It makes perfect sense. 
It, it does. It makes perfect sense. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I mean, how much of our money have you given away? <laughs> like, we were, we were given a sum. I have a persuasion about ability. ability. Oh, wait, it's we a need... joke! Oh, wait, we need food. There's, only, there's only three kinds of money in up There's personal expenses, which generally you can assume you have covered. So if you want things that are a reasonable personal expense, you just have the money for them. There are um, uh, requisitioned resources, so the, the Explorer Guild gives you the expensive things that you need for a particular mission. And then there is our, our, um, there's plot money. <laughs> Negotiation. Right? So if the, if the value of something becomes important to the story, um, whether you have it or not is part of, of the adventure, then, then value of something becomes important. Okay. So if bribing somebody was important uh, in a way that you needed to get more money than you had, then you wouldn't have the money. But if it's just a step along the way to telling the story, <laughs> You've got them. Oh, no problem. So, so, so no one's ever keeping track of clues in, in Upland. Okay, no problem. So that's basically, um, to put it in RPPR uh, parlance, assume that we have a McDuck's worth of money units uh, until we don't have a McDuck's worth of money yeah, units. That's a good way. We have enough well, money that we don't have to you're ask not, You're not pouring block. coins out of your pockets, right? You've been essentially cleaned out by bribing this guy. So. Mm. Which is fine. Like, that's what it's here Which, for. Exactly. It's, it, that, now that adds the difficulty to the plot for later expenses if you, if you have yeah. it. Well, the next leg of the journey should be, now let's go kill these pirates. So, although, um, before we go, since we're at the dock, I would, well, yeah. I, I kind of say, well, thank you very much. We obviously <laughs> feel one, that you're going to be a lucrative business partner in the future. Um, however, the one, as since we've traded for everything that we uh, require, us like physically, we're not going to save some gold this, coins, use a slingshot. I stones? wonder how we, well Damn you are at brokering it. information. <laughs> well, did I not just give you the manifest that you were asking for? Well, we <coughs> that too, since that doesn't link back to physical goods. But um, I am also interested in the rumors about the ships that have unfortunately disappeared, and that's like in the clouds. Um, I've heard rumors of at least that's like rumors of the ship just disappearing in and out. And wondering what you... He will launch into a tale of woe involving the Dread Pirate Margit. He will tell you of... With of the band playing. He, yeah, he will tell you... <laughs> sad violin. He will tell you um, of his cousin who has... has he was just married. Um, and uh, he has not returned. Of ships that have just vanished. Of insurance costs going through the roof. Of cargoes going wanting for people who are afraid. It's a tale of woe that he's clearly exaggerating at some level. But there's enough truth in it that you realize that the economy is actually being affected, um, at least the, the haven economy, right? <laughs> um, and so, so he uh, he's willing to share that much just as, as his chance to tell the, this tale of woe. Okay, so... Um and mechanically You've been practicing too, that one, haven't you? Well, it explains why. And this is why I must um, take care of my own with um, additional revenue streams, if you understand. So, so this is this not for me that you that I take the coin. It is for for my mother and my sister and her six kids. Yes, <laughs> and my brothers and their families. And my sick, sick mother. Did I tell you that she? So you get out with with the manifest, <laughs> uh, the manifest for a cargo, and he tells you that uh, that will be delivered um, uh, uh, the next block. Okay. okay. And um, uh, or 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 he looks skeptically at you when you believe that your ship will be ready. 
So because he's still skeptical about the whole majestic thing. Oh, it uh, it it will be ready by then. We so. had him five coins that it will be ready at a certain time. <laughs> Watch his face. So you guys, you it's guys, like, so, like, like I bet you everything I just gave you that's going to be ready and awesome on time. They come. <laughs> he, he's not taking. <laughs> I, I have seen the ship. Sorry, I have coin. I'm not going to. Sure thing. Right. Yes. Um, so they come back with a word of the cargo. Uh, would you guys like to? somehow sh- spread that word um, so that perhaps it will fall on the ear of, of uh, one of Margit's um, And might operatives? I play your fiat on this one just a little bit? Because um, these three gentlemen have not had a chance to shine yet. That's why I'm saying. Yeah, these, yeah, uh, yeah. That's why I'm asking them three. Those three. I don't even know what I can contribute to that. Segment exactly. of the. Yeah, it's going to be great. I doubt all there's many to... places of scholarship in the. Uh... <laughs> all you have to do is fight with the dive that... bars, and I'll put the right words to say right into your head. And the three of us can go hit, hit can the various this. eating esta- eating and drinking establishments, and uh... you can make it sound very smart. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, that, that, that talking about the profits that we're going to make from yeah, it, and if you just talk amongst yourselves about a, about a you know a, a fat cargo and easy money. So we do that over here you. So we go like, big cargo! Valuable! Baltish wine! Lots of wine! So you guys go into town, you spend your evening carousing, you consume many beers. Jacobo, I'm sure I told you to use the word shipping. in the fridge if anybody wants to bust that out. Maybe we could, like, start a bar fight. What do you think? I think that's an incredibly uh, bad as idea. Nights, be a we're not way to put a bunch of people in in the hospital. Oh, <laughs> we're we're trying to impress people with our our lucrative. Uh, Your naivete and and, and, our, and our, drunk, our, drunk, our drunken revelry. Okay, it's like, um, we have the best cargo ever. I will I will go to an eating establishment and uh, talking and carousing with some of the other tavern patrons. I will. Get into a one-up argument about how much better our score is than theirs are. Okay, what would you um, like? What ability would you like to use? Um, ability or skill? Is there uh, a difference? Attributes, skill. You use skills, ability, uh, or potential. What is the difference between an ability and a abilities skill? Abilities are things that you are uh, theoretically naturally good at or particularly talented in. Skills are things you've trained hard in um, and actually studied. Um, Ultimately, there's no mechanical difference. It's just how your character knows those things, and potentially is your magical ability. Well, I'm a good okay. judge of character according to my ability, so I'm going to pick out some. So you're going to pick out people who are bad characters, right? All exactly. Right. <laughs> who might possibly maybe be into a list of activities. <clears throat> and Go talk to we'll... that man with the parrot on his shoulder. He looks trustworthy. <laughs> Go ahead first, Greg. Okay. Um, let me let me know if this is makes sense because this seems like a really vague ability. Air of destiny. I want to put forth a sense that wow, this guy he's he's talking big, but there might be something to this. And if the right people are listening in on that conversation, if you want to use air of destiny to talk big, um, sort of put on airs. Absolutely, I think that's appropriate. Okay. Um, so let's do this. Um, let's make a play. At this point, I think you're. Um, if your goal is to be overheard by uh, nefarious pirate types, that's pretty easy. I would say that's a, a one-card play. If you if you hope the word is going to get back to Margit, let's make that a two-card play. Okay. Um, 
Two card maximum? No, two card for me. So oh. I, I, I determine the okay. difficulty level. Right. We negotiate that difficulty level based on the stakes that you want. You are making an Air Destiny play. That's a three, so you can play up to three cards in your suit, spade suit. On that, okay. <coughs> so, so two cards, uh, word gets back to Margit. Uh, so your stakes would be the word gets back to Margit. Mm -hmm. um, anything else? You want anything else out of that? Um, uh, what do you? What else? What do you really want out of this information getting back to her? We we want them to pursue us. Do we want to affect the? Do we want to have a? What advantage could we spin on this person? Pursue uh, uh, for I've a pushover. Yeah, well, if she's coming at us personally, yeah. If there's, but if she's coming at us personally, she's probably going to come on her. Uh, on her flagship. But is she going to have the whole on. crew on standby if she's not really expecting much of a fight? True. I mean, this is the Majestic. I've got a suggestion okay. here. How about this? As your stakes, um, uh, one of her operatives over here is where it's going to get back to her. Um, in a meta sense, and that's what stakes are for, is in a, in a meta sense you can guide the story, she is going to try and ambush you or chase you, hunt you down. You will know, sitting around this table as players, that you have been targeted. Okay, your characters won't know this, but that's the stakes, right? Um, if you win, you will also get a one-card group cash that can be played in your first encounter with her. Okay. If you have a play that involves that initial encounter. That one of us can play on one top of, of our can, regular yeah, spread. If, if it comes down to a play. If that first encounter goes by and it's not a play, or, um, or you decide not to do anything um, against her um, in that moment, then that cash just vanishes. Okay. But that's the stake she'll have. So she's going to be after you. You know she's going to come up for you. And you get... Um, one card, one card uh, to represent that kind of us getting the drop on. Well, you know um, she's coming. So you're like pretending yeah. like you're a sitting duck when you really... It's basically not being Boom. surprised when she finally yeah. springs her trap. And can I help him with trying to target the right person? You can. And the way, the way help works is that you sacrifice one of your caches. So okay. you, don't, you don't necessarily have to apply it. You just say... I'm willing to sacrifice the use of this cash for myself and give it to him. Okay. It's not, it's not um, narratively applicable anymore. It's just uh, a, a bonus that he gets to add to his play because you're willing to sacrifice that. So what it comes out into in the game is you're, when you're talking, you're playing your part. You're talking up this cargo. You're whispering okay. about wine and all the gold you're going to get as soon as you get to Verdant. Um, so okay. you're playing your part in, in the story. All righty. Just is a then I'll just sacrifice this one. Okay. Well, that that's gonna the the game point of order. Does everything have to be on the table beforehand, or yes? If, okay, so yeah. Greg can't be like, oh, I'm too short. I can't. Everything's in your hand. I'll play it once. Okay. Right. So three, so three cards. You're assisting me. I'm playing two cards. You're playing two cards. Mm -hmm. And I'm also going to okay. play out opposition cash because she doesn't want you to know she's coming. Fair enough. Okay. Ready? So you've got three cards, up to three cards, and you pull one off of your off of your um, play okay. deck and contribute it to him. All right, like that. Yep. You ready? Okay. So um, you played a king, mm -hmm. and in this case, mm, combat strategy, strategy, leadership, uh, nobility. Brag bragging about if anybody comes after us, uh, we've got a cutthroat crew. Strategy applies close enough that you could crown, but if you look at the card, you've already won, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I would say in that case, I would give you strategy. I wouldn't really give you nobility or negotiation because you're not mm, really doing yeah. this. But this would be a great card, a great play for um, a jack because you're trying to be sneaky. Yeah. Right. We're at, engaging in an act of subterfuge. Okay. All right, so a couple talks go by. The ship is um, quickly repaired. Um, you've got the crew um, uh, uh, working around the, around the clock. They are um, not dressing her up, but they're certainly making her ship shape. You feel much more at ease when the sails are bent on and she starts to look like a bird again. Now, um, why am I scraping barnacles? I didn't even think that there was such a thing as barnacles. At some point, several wagons of um, high-dollar um, wine, um, both in bottles and casks, is brought to, down to the waterfront and a bunch of surly, thirsty-looking stevedores licking their lips, loaded aboard the ship. That Zontelato um, looks sketchy. I kind of just glare at them. Yeah, your glare, your glare is convincing. You are huge. Just look, um, look, stare at them, fold my arms, shake my head slowly. At, you're not very good at glaring uh, as a general rule. You really have to work at it because it's not your natural... So at first it, it just looks like I'm squinting. Mm-hmm. I, I look a little, little less friendly for but a second. You, do have, you, don't, you don't want to see me angry. Right. And, and you can use your <laughs> abilities, narr- your attributes narratively. You don't have to make plays yeah. on them. So basically, it's, it's, so in lower case, levels, you don't have to exploit them. One, okay. of the, one of them is like kind of eyeballing it funny. I put a, I put a big yeah, hand on his shoulder. Is this train about to fall off the back of the wagon? Like, oh, no, no. Put a hand no. on his shoulder. He looks over and then looks I up. trust you'll do the right thing. Uh, yes, uh, this, this is yours? Good lad. <laughs> Put it where it's supposed to go. Also, uh, I'm guessing they probably have a distinct brand on them, the casks. Uh, yeah, it is. Is there any way to kind of mock up something that in a relatively dimly lit hold, a water cask we made to look like another one of the wine casks? Sure. Okay. Yeah. That's a back project. Easy enough. Hey, do you Plus want me to the tools you have available? Okay. So, do you want me to do a uh, play for that? No, or? we'll just okay. assume that it's done. Okay, so <laughs> we have a back. You have, you have the world's best toolkit. Um, with parts for most things you want to do. So, <laughs> so I'm going to make a couple barrels that are decoy barrels. They, they have water. So. All right. Oh, can we stick some apples in the one? No. If anything's heard knocking around in it, do you really think they're going to no, believe no. that's wine? I mean, crushed up apples. They'll think it's vinegar. They'll think it's gone off. Uh, and then they'll get mad. And do what? We, we need a better decoy. <laughs> this is just a straightforward thing, all right? Don't worry oh. about it. It's, it's for appearances. <laughs> I appreciate the, uh, the effort, though. As the crew of the newly Skyworthy Majestic casts off the dock lines, raises sails and steers an outbound course, you realize thoughtfully, you, sorry, you gaze thoughtfully over the rail at the many vessels crowding Haven's small harbor. It seems almost as if you could cross to the far shore leaping from boat to boat, and with that thought your mind drifts to the past, to a time when you were ordered to do just that. You stand on the deck of, this is in flashback, you stand on the br- deck um of the old barge and see the flotilla of spent holes and derelicts spread out before you. Lashed together into an obstacle course of swaying decks, you see the older students here and there lying in wait, ready to stop your attempt at crossing. Your boarding action instructor raises his pistol and with the sharp report of the weapon, your cohort leaps for the first gap and you leap with them. So one of the conceits of Upwind is that because the academy plays such an important role in your training and your your life to the point that you become a starting character. Um, I, I want it to sort of inform the, the game um, and, and, and the setting. So uh, it's recommended, though not required, that at sort of the beginning of every session there's a little bit of a flashback. And then that flashback foreshadows something that's going to happen later in the game and may or may not give you a, a positive or, or challenge cache to use in association with that foreshadow. 
Cool. So it's just kind of a structural element to, to the way the stories would be told. So in this moment, um, you are flashing back to when you are novices at the academy. And mechanically, there is a, a, an element to this. Um, don't do it unless someone ends up making a play. So we'll just tell you how it works. Um, at this point, you, um, as a novice, and each level at the academy has a different level, but at this point, your play hand would only be three cards, and your potential hand would only be two cards, because you just have not trained long enough to, 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 to um, be uh, any more effective than that. Um, so, gun goes off, you guys um, uh, leap into action, there are probably six or eight holes of various sizes, um, derelicts mostly, that are used for this kind of training. They've been lashed together in a, a rickety, bobbing bridge of vessels that go out into the sky, um, and the, the last one is your goal. The first boat crew to arrive there, entire, all of them together, wins the, the challenge. Um, uh, the, and there are any number of upper-classmen, uh, journeymen, waiting amongst the other derelicts to try and stop you. Um, life at the academy is, is rough and tumble, uh, and, and uh, often very dangerous, um, and some of you are likely to leave an exercise like this with broken bones um, and, and maybe even worse injury. So, um, each of you can use whatever um, clever or martial or magical um, means you want to be the first boat crew to get to the outer deck. So narratively, describe what you want to do, and then maybe we can make what's called a um, multi-participant play, so everyone plays at once. Okay, um, I've got a thought. Mm -hmm. um, there are two skills that immediately come to mind for me, and those are which way does she go and telepathic twin. So let's do this. Let's describe um, how you're going to get out there. Just describe, like you're, you're just doing it. So tell me what you're doing, and then we'll worry about how you're going to do it later. Okay. Well, my na nickname is Zig, and I'm going to show you how I got it. And my right. brother is Zag, and he's going to show... He, they're not going to see him coming at all. So I'm going to tuck and weave, and I'm going to go out there right in front, and then as they come out towards me, I'm going to step back, and that's when he's going to cosh them on the hands or on the heads. Okay, so you're basically doing um, your I own kind of bait and switch. All right. So I'm yes. the bait, you're the switch. You think we can do this? She's baiting, you're clubbing. Right? You're working your way ship Come on, ship brother, let's go clubbing. As you, as you let's go that. clubbing. Sounds good. You're leaving a trail. You're leaving a trail of upperclassmen behind you. Um, <laughs> in fact, as a couple of um, your own cohort pass, you may shuffle them aside. Um, I'm imagining that this is um, all all bets are off, no hold barred, right? Uh, I'm you, leaving you, broken hearts. You're leaving broken hands. What are you going to do beautiful. to make it to the far side? Uh, scenes how I'm a teleporter, I think I'm going to do the classic bamf, 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 right. and just misdirect them constantly, maybe even get between a couple so they accidentally strike each other. You're like, oh, this is an easy one. Your structures look at you and they're like, I don't even know why you're here. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I offered to stay home, but no, you said I had to be here. He's part of the crew. got to go through yeah. the train. Well, exactly. That's it, right? It doesn't count unless you're all there first, right? You could get there before anybody. But, it doesn't but I need there as well. But I need Which to support the rest of my crew, so, so I'm I'm misdirecting maybe, maybe and trying to draw these, attention. Maybe one of these yeah. guys is wrestling with somebody who's trying to stop them, and you appear behind them and pull them off, and then disappear again. Yeah, right. and uh, I'll, I'll use that look over there thing. It's like, look, he's over there. So so let's go ahead and do this. Then prep prep for a play. We'll do an all group play. So what you need to do is randomly discard down to three cards in your play hand, two cards in your potential hand. Just put them in your discard piles. Alrighty. Sorry. Okay. And are you Mark? Is that right? Am I remembering correctly? No, I'm Mark. You're Mark, and you're Eric. Eric. 
So Eric, how do you want to get to the to the far end of the the floating derelicts? Well, I read about it in a book once. The best route to get through. So that's that's a. Well, you know that most ships have have um, crawl spaces down in the keel, and no one's going to be bothering to defend those. Right. 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 Uh, <laughs> and because these are airships, they have hatches that go through the hull and 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 um, gangways and holes. It's easy to go through the hulls from ship to ship. And I am wind power. Set three and two. You can use magic and just float yourself across <laughs> if you want. So I'll be floating along the undersides. Do you have flyboy? Are you the one with flyboy? I do have flyboy. You're you're probably just as easy as the teleporter to get to this point. Saying if anybody actually tries to stop me, well, I'm a student of the sword. Okay. <laughs> no. I am just going to use fast as lightning. All right. Um, in a supernatural sense, it is just that um, you can move to the far end as a blur um, if you're willing to spend the magic to do so. So if you are using your magical powers to do this, um, when you use them narratively in upwind rather than in a play, you have to charge them with one of your potential cards. So that is drawn randomly from your hand, so pull up your potential, so you're using potential, I think, right? You yes. said you're teleporting, you're yes. flying. Um, just randomly draw those cards, so just hold up the guy next to you, or shuffle them if you want, and just discard one of them. Because narratively, you um, have to power the magic, right? And discard the other? Discard the other one, yep. Would and Brother and I be using our telepathic twins to coordinate our attacks? Uh, if you want to, sure. So uh, one of you can spend the magic for that. Okay. okay. You sure? Mm-hmm. All right. Now uh, you're using fast as lightning, so you need to spend uh, magic narratively. Okay. All right. Just All right. Play it. Just uh, toss it. Yep. Um, so, and I actually will be using my mind reader ability to anticipate every one of their attacks. As so I'm, I'm going forward. this way. No, I'm not because you're ready to jump on kind me. Of, okay. Yeah, basically, almost just using a returning fist. Oh, there's style. someone hiding in that dark room over there. I'm not going that way. Yeah, we got <laughs> it. Okay, so you're leaping from cabin top to cabin top, yep. swinging on ropes, avoid, sort of mysteriously avoiding everybody that's set up to ambush you. Yeah, um, I'm actually going to use. Don't want to see me angry. I'm kind of lagging behind the rest of the group because I'm not using magic. I'll tell you what, but nobody is messing with you. Well, you come, you come lumbering across, and it's going to take you a while to get there. But they don't want anything to do. I'm just like with bouncing Lumble. from hole to hole, bellowing like a madman. But at one point, almost falling off. The ship because I'm huge. The planks creak. You actually your foot punches through one of the old decks at one point. Um, oh. So it's like oh, oh, somebody, crap. somebody steps around to stop you, and then, oh no, zip <laughs> back out of the way. Uh, yeah, so you're just uh, running as fast as you yeah. can. But by virtue of that, you're going to be the last one there. Because you're slow and big and, and deliberate, Robert, yeah, but and all these guys are using magic to power themselves there. Now you're not, you're okay, not using magic, right? Yeah, yeah you're so. just using um, your your ability, I think. Yeah, I'm just yeah. it's a straight up yeah right. ability. Okay, so that's all. That's all. Um, well and good. Let's try and make a play out of this. Okay, we'll try and make a multi-person play. So um, you have each. You have each. Um, let's see. You know what? I think I'm going to forego that. I think you guys did a good job describing what you want to do and you spent your magic on it. Let's just assume you get, you get there first. All right? <laughs> um, I want to give you guys a um, two-card cash for um, any kind of um, boarding action that you might participate in in this scenario. If it comes up. Right? Oh, what are the odds of that? You know. Nah. Yeah. So we have right now we have one cash card for the first round of combat. Uh, one oh, for your first encounter, whatever it happens to be. Encounter. It might not be count combat, but it could be. 
One card um, is not surprised. Two cards are boarding actions. Yeah, not surprised by it, Marky. Okay, and then do we draw back up? Um, well, um, you can imagine that you all make it to the, the final, the final Garrett. Uh, there is a um, another another crew there that um, makes it just about the same time. There's some arguing going on about who was first. Your instructor awards it to um, one of your, your two boat crews. Let's do a luck draw and see which of the crews was there first. Who wants to make the luck draw? Take one card off the top of your deck, compare it to mine. Seven. I got a nine. That's a lucky one, isn't you, it? You are second. The instructor awards it to, the, to uh, another boat crew, uh, your dread rivals. Um, they are. Um, they don't let you live it down for quite some time. Um, That's but, okay. We'll get them in the end. But the experience itself served you well, and you're, you're able to um, carry that cash into the, into the scenario. Um, so yeah, at this point, when the flashback ends, you drop back up to, to your normal level. Um, normally, um, I would probably have had you make a play, um, but since you all spent your potential cards doing magic to get there, uh, it didn't then make sense to tell you to make a play that didn't involve magic, and it would also have been unfair to have you make a play after you've all spent your magic cards. So um, we'll, we'll let that one um, be played narratively. As your ship breaks through a wall of dense cloud into a startlingly blue sky, a deep groan, more a vibration really, echoes through the cool air and into your bones. Behind you, a small hemoth, half the size of your boat, perhaps just a calf, breaks from the same cloud bank and glides inexorably towards the majestic. It seems curious more than anything, groaning out its long rumbling calls and chasing your ship as if playing a child's game. It bumps up against the hull, rubbing its back against the along the vessel's keel. A yaw mast snaps, leaving the broken rigging flapping in the Majestic's wake. Well, this could become a problem. So, this massive creature, you've seen them before, they are um, uh, relatively gentle creatures. Um, they travel in herds, they prefer um, some of the, the cloud forests, where they, they, they basically consume cloud forests for their food. Um, but you've seen migrating herds before. This one seems to have been separated from its herd and is somehow Taking an interest, maybe it's just curious. It does seem young, maybe it's just looking for someone to play with. But it's bumping up against your ship. The ship is pitching. Um, uh, people are getting knocked about as they uh, look for rails to grab onto. The crew is looking to you expectantly. I have skymanship. I'll, we... I'll try to kind of steer it out of the way. And I am going to use my sail, sail, sail your boat skill to jump, catch that rigging, and okay. swing it back to the side and reattach. Okay. So you're pulling in the rigging and trying to, to keep it from becoming a bigger mechanical problem. You'd like to fly the ship uh, out of out of uh, range of the... Without hurting it. Right, right. So you keep edging away and it edges up to you and it, it just seems to be uh, enjoying the game. Every time you move away, it's like, oh, cool. And it, I'm going to go up to the rail. Well, actually, then that's what I'm going to do. I'm gonna kinda like, I'll do it like it's a game. Like, okay, you want to play? All right, well, oh, we're going over here now. Okay, it comes back over to you. Another mask snaps off. These are the small ones that help control the pitch and yaw of the vessel. Okay. So now you've got another one flapping in the breeze. Um, I'd like to actually use... You guys hear this huge moan. What are you th letting this thing do and to my ship? this giant shadow settles over the vessel. As you look up, coming out of the haze above you is 
Hi, Mom. Mom? Mom. Which is why I'm like, I was Probably like, twice the length of your ship. Which is why I'm like, I'm being totally cool oh, yeah. with the kid. Yeah. Totally well, cool. well, I'm not sure <coughs> Mom knows this, right? Uh, it's, she begins to descend. Which I, like, um, and no. And baby, you, you are between baby and mom, and she is, is accelerating downwards towards that, you. Nope, 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 nope. Right, so you grab the wheel and spin for all she's worth. You start shouting orders to the men. Hard to port, upsell, uh, pull in that rig in, get that thing on deck. Um, you can make a play. What is it? So what would you like your stakes to be? What would you like to win out of your attempt to avoid... Getting obviously you want the ship to survive, but we can be um, more creative than that. What do you What do you want out of this? Actually, uh, how about you? Know, mother realizes we were actually just keeping the keeping keeping baby company and safe until she found him. Okay. So maybe we got we won over mama. We won over we won over mother. So you have become non-threatening to mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's not going to smash your ship to flinders. Um. What about... Which is um, a good thing, because Flinders is way um, over there on the map. I mean, it's... Would you like to maybe <coughs> learn something about the ecology of hemoths? You know, if you, if you spend a little time, because uh, you've, you've gained its trust, maybe you could spend a little time with the herd and uh, yeah, we'll do collect that. some data and write a monograph, and maybe this will give you a... a, a data! Well, maybe you can get a cushy job at the academy lecturing for a semester on uh, the ecology of hemoths. Yeah, we'll um, those that. are the kind of stakes you can create if you if you want to really kind of advance your character in interesting ways or or give um, t- uh, texture to the story. Yeah, I know. That's yeah, we'll do that. Okay, so Tom's um, play, so. so you're going to hang out with the mm-hmm. Hemoth, yeah. all right? Yeah. Uh, even at the cost of delaying your mission. Well, our no, mission we'll is to capture Marge. And Mar- we, Mar- yeah, so yeah, essentially, uh, we're out where we need to be, and also we could probably use some repair time. And also, they might be using paths that we're not aware of. Yeah. So. Okay. Very good. What if they're riding the hemoths? No way. Okay. Yes, I'm going to not even consider. All right, so let's see. If you fail, then what's going to happen is she's not going to buy it. She's going to feel her baby is threatened. She will oh, um, God, attack the ship. Oh, wait. I'm just using Skymanship, right? So, yeah, it's one card. It's one card? Yeah, all you're doing is flying, so I'm going to say you're not making any threatening moves. Well, one card challenge. I'll say it's a one card challenge, but um, at that level, I don't think you're gonna be able to get enough data to write your monograph. Since we're getting data on this, can I throw in my cache of research to assist him? You can. And can we up it up the card challenge? You you can if you want to, but you've only still got the one card to play with his cache. So if I played at a one card challenge, you're not going to get enough data for your monograph. But a uh, two card challenge, yeah. I'll try, yeah. Screw You're it. Getting, go big or go home. You've got one card plus one from him for his cash? Yeah, he's so. a drawn blind, though, so he won't know what it is. It could, right. be, could be low card. And I've already pulled at least one ace that's yeah. gone into my discard, so... Are Ready? we... Can, can more than one person assist? So. Um, no, no. Okay, okay so we're playing, right? Okay, uh, yeah, two cards. Oh. <laughs> nice. So you can crown that. Because it's an ace and they crown at all times. Okay, so uh, play another card. Yep. Uh, and so you're that told would be from your uh, deck, Tom. From, from your deck? play deck. Oh, okay. big play. Yes. So I'm you've got a 14. Good. What did you give him? Nine. A nine. A nine. Okay, so you have a 23. Three. And I got a whopping 17, I think. Woo-hoo. Nope, 12. a whopping 12. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so you... Um, 
<laughs> not only do you definitely avoid her, um, but as she rebonds you know, re with the, the, the calf and re reassures herself that you're not a threat, um, you spend the rest of the day sailing with it. In fact, you stick the course that you want, and uh, the mother and calf kind of follow along. Um, eventually, uh, they're, well, they, they're calling, and eventually some of their herd shows up, and there's this pretty awe-inspiring moment as your ship is flying through this um, bright white cloud bank, paralleled by a whole flotilla of these hemoths. Uh, they're all calling to each other, the, the decks vibrate below your feet. Um, it's it's a, a moment that as knights you will remember, as sailors you will remember probably for the rest of your lives. I'm taking notes. Yeah, we all are. <laughs> Mr. Okay. Hammer, Mr. Hammer, imitate that call. Imitate that call. Uh, he does his best. It's not, they, they thought you were crazy. Um, the crew, the crew was. Um, I mean, humans are good luck, but they know that they don't want anything to do with getting near them. Um, and the fact that you didn't flee um, kind of frightened them a little bit. But they, are you people mad? Don't you see how much luck we've got? This is going to be the best voyage ever. And they realize that you're just playing with them now, and that you've been accepted as part of the herd. They're pretty happy. They do feel that this mission is going to um, go off well. Okay, so for repairs, uh, so morale is good. Morale let's try. Good. Let's try to use the relic. Uh, so I just flip over the top card, and if it's a face card, I'm good. Or do I play from the hand? Um, you are this is this to repair the mass that they broke? Mm -hmm. That's a standard repair. You've got spare parts for those. You don't even need to worry about making the blade. Okay, cool. With machines, talk to me. You can certainly right. fix this. Just I'm going to yeah. get. Had you actually ready. lost that play, then you'd be grounded, and and I would have pitched st uh, stakes that would have required you putting in some place and doing, okay. doing repairs, but you didn't lose so. You guys met Zig when you signed on. You knew what you were getting into, right? I'll I'll help out with the repairs. Hey. I've got quick hands. There you go. Now you wound me, good sir. Are you trying to imply that I'm somewhat less than sane? Oh no, everybody adores you. So a couple of clocks go by. Sane. A couple for a variety of reasons. In a world with no sun and no stars, there's no <clears throat> natural way to tell time. There's not a rotating planet or anything like that. So time is, is what clock, clockmakers can make of it, um, and time is divided into clocks, and because it doesn't ever get dark unless you go to the dark, um, there's not even that to, to mark its passage. So time is what they make of it, and the standard um, way that Verdant and most ships, as a result, um, measure time is through clocks. There are five clocks a day, um, uh, sorry, I should say they're, they're, uh, through bells. There are five bells a clock, um, uh, one clock is equivalent roughly to a, a day in our, in our um, common experience. Um, and then you, you build up um, rounds and turns into months and years and so forth. But um, I will say that several clocks go by as you guys are zigzagging back and forth um, on this course, hoping to, to bait in um, Margit and her crew. Um, you do hear occasional talk amongst the crew, um, and they ask, Telling questions? Um, so, um, you you are merchants, but um, we just fly slow through air, back and forth, with a hole full of wine. Um, are you, you are um, making delivery, or you are, are you meeting somebody? Or is there something else? That, uh, oh, do, I, I'm sorry, I asked too many questions. Did we not negotiate to, like, a really far destination for this? You did. Mm -hmm. okay, okay, so that's so the logical explanation. Would this be an opportune time for me to bust out? we're flying slow because we have to do repairs right now. Would this be oh, an opportune time for me to bust out? Can't help but trust you the space. You overhear some talking 
Okay. So can you're I... starting to see piratical gleams in their eye, and they look at you guys like with a little more uh, avarice. Um, actually, I didn't like get a loyal crew, didn't we? Hmm? I'd like to approach yes, them did. and using a very natural leader. Gentlemen, look, I mean, look this, at this face. This, like this you got to trust this put This path may seem somewhat unorthodox to you, but we, we unorthodox, to, yes. So, but it's good though. I would that I would have you put the trust in us that we know I what we're you. doing, and that we would us like, and it's that we will defend everything and you to the last turn. Oh, oh, oh uh, yeah, we will defend. We will they, defend too. They're they're expecting us to pirate something else, yeah. Is that kind of the vibe they're putting off? Well, you're a couple of them talking about shares and wondering when that's going to be discussed. So <laughs> They think right. we're the pirates. Again, good judge of character. I'm just, well, uh, I'm judging their intent here. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's exactly what they think. Um, right. But, so but we'll look at and share this. Yeah. You got a shitty ship. You made a splash about this expensive cargo that you're bringing on board. You hired a bunch of Ne'er-do-wells, um, <laughs> they, they are convinced. They're on board with this piracy. I say we bring them in on it. Mm, don't say we're knights. Um, no, not that we're knights, but that we're going to take down the biggest pirate <coughs> You're a good air. judge of character, and I will give you, because of that, I will give you, um, if, if her reputation is as it seems, you could frighten them half to death. Right. Mm. Tell them that we're planning a tiny bit of piracy. We're, we're uh, the barest it. bit of baratry. Well, this is the nice segue. So, the shipping crew settle into the routine of watch-to-watch sailing, and you begin to make your final preparations, laying the trap for the dread pirate. It is clear that Margit is a cunning adversary, and that your attempt in Haven to lure her into pursuit uh. was successful, uh, then... Oh, sorry. And if your um, attempt in Haven to lure her into pursuit was successful, then even now she might be hunting you. You know she is dangerous. The old Majestic is certain to be outgunned, and you absolutely expect your small crew to be outnumbered. So exactly what sort of clever trap do you intend to set? Okay. From what angle is, is her ship likely to attack us? Do we know anything about her ship? Um... Or is it just there like, are as many stories about their ship as, as there are people to tell she, them. She's a ghost story. Okay, so trap number one. Uh, I might have been able to work on this a little bit, but if you need to make a test for it, the railing. We can put sharp things on the railing, or we can have essentially a cord that we pull, and the railing comes loose. So they grab it, and it falls off with them. Mm-hmm. Um, at least prevent, uh, like starting off with a... It gives them a little more to think about and just make sure everybody stays away from the rails. I, I'd like to try the relic to see if I can ask, just ask it what her preferred form or her most frequent form of attack ambush would be. Go ahead and draw a card. Jack of clubs. She is a big fan of the ambush. Setting it up, like a set-piece ambush. Not like a flying out of the sun kind of ambush, but like from the clouds, luring land. you in somehow, and trying to, um, yeah. Your what you're reading is actually uh, you open the book, thumb through a few pages, and you see a journal entry from um, uh, one of the captains who survived one of her attacks, and he goes on to describe that not only is this the way she took them, but it is something that um, other captains have shared with him um, over over their their cups. 
um, as they as they uh, bemoaned having lost their ships. Okay, so we know that she likes to to bait the other ships in, so she could be posing as a scuppered ship, something that's you know been crippled that needs repairs. Um, she could be stranded on a highland. That's possible. Mm-hmm. Puts up a flare or something. How does my mechanic work on my relic look at top card replace? Okay, so you have this crazy looking pair of goggles, um, and when you right. put them on, you get kind of woozy legged, and, and, and you can never really describe very effectively when you take them off. You kind of remember what it feels like, but every time you try to describe it, it just falls flat of the actual sensation. But usually you put them on, and you, you call it seeing the future, but it doesn't really have a, a, a visual component so much as just insight. You, you consider, like, what are your options, and you're like, yeah, this is a good idea, or that's not a good idea. Heisenberg um, so, uncertainty. Goggles. So there's two ways you can be done it narratively when I'll you can consider two options, yeah. um, and then you can also do it mechanically where you can look at, at will. You can look at the top card um, and decide to switch it out with, with what cards in your hand with one of the cards that are in your hand. Uh, okay, yeah. just right then there. Yeah. yeah. So we have at least part of the boarding on there. Um, I was also going to ask at least in the course of my relic um, for the glass whistle. Would it be possible to see if we could get one of the other um, names of things? So, uh, with the other hemas that work, since we are aware of the herds mm-hmm. that are coming through, get uh, have them come to the call of the whistle. Um, since it could be heard any, at any distance. I would, Im- I would imagine, unless someone has a magical power that they can use on them, it would take too much training, too much time to train I them up. I have the Savage Beast. As a magical power? As a, ma- as a potential power. There you go. If mm-hmm. you want to use your whistle and train them to that, you spend an, um, uh, one of your potential cards. Okay. And you do that narratively, so um, have Sean grab a card out of your, out of yeah. your hand. Okay. So. While he's doing that, uh, I have eyes like a hawk. I'll be on scouting duty, and can so I be use? The I'll be on lookout, and uh, narratively, can I use those goggles, like, and kind of look around at my environments, and ooh, that'd be a good place for them to sneak out of the clouds, uh, or, or yeah. oh, there's a. There's, well, a mountainous, there's a mountainous outcropping really what you're doing that is would you're just looking be... at and considering it as, is that a good place to hide? I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm almost, like, like you place. say, I'm almost seeing, seeing brief flashes of the future. Like, they're, they're coming right at me yeah. from over there somehow. Yeah. Zach, Zach, Zach. <laughs> I've got a plan. Okay. What is it? Right. Well, well, wait. Twelver? Okay. What we need to... What about one? Yeah, everybody. Okay, what we need to do is we need to ask Domnall how much copper wire he can get his hands on. Because if we've got enough of it, I've got a doozy of a thought. Okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take some of that wire with me while I'm scraping the barnacles, and I'm going to hide it along the rust in the hull. I'm going to put a network of this copper wire all around the whole place, and I'm going to wire it up along the rigging to the crow's nest, so that when they actually get here and when they try to board us, all I have to do is pour enough of my arc right into it, and I'm just basically going to, you know, uh, cattle prod the entire ship. What do you think? Seems like a good idea. With that, with your powers, you can actually do that without the wire. I mean, you can just tase everybody as they come aboard. Your advantage is you are seven knights that are looking like mundane sailors. Mm-hmm. Um, knights are mechanically, both narratively and rules-wise, so much more powerful than the average person. Um, and your powers, the way that they can be used um, flexibly, allow for that kind of thing. 
Okay. And you can wire it up if you want, and you can do it straight up from your fingertips if you want. Well, I was thinking that wiring it up would make it... It'll give me a montage. I like Absolutely. a montage. And if, even though I can do it without the wires, I'm thinking that the wires will give it just a little bit more boost. Sure. Maybe. Thank you. Just, you know, give it a push. <laughs> and then the other thing, um, I can get away with this because I don't sleep. Um, since I'm tireless and since I'm always moving, um, the other thing is that my stovepipe hat <laughs> that I've had this entire time um, is going to have Uncle Fennig's far look stuck right up in it so that the very second that uh, Wink gives me the blink... Um, Uncle Fennig's far look gun is about eight feet long. Really, really big stovepipe hat? No, well, yeah. The, the gun is... The gun is this crazy Jazeel looking artifact with brass knobs and a big scope with these little colored lenses. Okay. Um, it's, a, it's an ancient, ancient rifle that is um, phenomenally good at what it does. In that case, um, can I have it stashed in the crow's nest? Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking since there's probably two big masts, he's on the one. So the way keeping a lookout. Just to give you guys an idea of the ships in the upwind, the, the, va the masts are not, uh, the sails are not vertical. They're more like birds. The sails come out um, at a dihedral. Okay. So there are masts in the middle of the ship, but that's so the guys can go out to support the, the masts. So you can climb to a crow's nest, but there's no sails in the middle of the ship. Okay. They're all out to the side. The ships ride on induction hulls. They're, they're buoyed by the magical um, power of the wind, the potential power of the wind. Um, the sails are what provide the motor force. By trimming the sails, you can move back and forth in the wind and get your, the motor force from the hull. So the hull floats magically, the sails push it along and steer it. Okay. So you can climb up to the, the crow's nest. Um, and store your gun there easily. Okay. Well, I'm thinking that we're keeping lookout because he can see quite a big distance, and since I'm twitchy and not sleeping, I'm going to be moving from this crow's nest to that crow's nest. And okay. So you've wired up the ship. You are watching with your, your goggles. You have um, sussed out that it's going to be an ambush. That's just her, her modus operandi. Um, anybody else want to uh, press I, I see, this plan? I see, do I need to do the flip for my... Uh... Uh, oh, right. You're yeah. <laughs> okay. No problem. I was waiting. So, so um, right before the herd, yeah, at some point the herd seems to be thinning and, and moving away. It's not interested in going the direction you're going anymore. Um, you spend your, your potential okay. uh, standing in the, in the back of the ship. The, the crew watches this with um, rapt curiosity, but some dubious concern um, as you... Tell me what you do. What, what does um, it look like? What do you look like to the crew as you're calling to the... To um, are you what are you calling one of the, uh, the, the calling adults over, or? Um, actually, I'll call over one of the other uh, younger ones just as the kind of test to see if we can get over. But I'm if just we're going to have a behemoth, or if we're going to have a hemoth, get us a behemoth. Well, this is go this is the test, so to see if I could get all of them to come. So this is the, the very first one, and I'm giving very very controlled. For calming. each one that you call, you're going to have to play a, a card. Okay. And for as long as you maintain it, the card you play does not recharge. Okay. So sustained mechanical or magical effects, you, you can't replenish that card until you've dropped the effect. Okay, so this will be... So if you want to... You can get up to four of them, but then you'll have no potential otherwise. So that might be good. So, all right, this is just the test I'm going to do. I've been, I'm using the glass whistle, just giving very clear, um, concise uh, signals on so it. So you, you train it to come to this noise, yes. right? Because the whole idea... So, so here's what happens. You stand there holding the whistle up, it slowly comes to the ship. It's getting closer and closer and closer because you have to touch the whistle to it. Okay. The whistle doesn't work. They okay. don't hear it 
unless they've touched it. Oh, okay. So, so the last person you touch with it is the one that hears. So you've got to reach out and touch this hemoth that is three times the length of the ship. The crew <laughs> is freaking out. Um, they, they're hiding behind things. Several of them have gone below decks. One of them is starting to sob. <laughs> he's, not sure, he's not sure what you're doing. Um, um, okay, I'm going to drop down ask. to that one. Hand on his shoulder, just it's don't okay. worry. It's okay. Actually, would it uh, is it possible to make a normal play to calm them at the same time, or just? Uh, you want to do that? Okay, I was gonna. Hey, I've got him. So I'm natural leader. You, you tap it on the nose with the whistle. <laughs> yeah, just just gently. Okay, and you use your potential to convince it when you hear this come. Right? Mm-hmm. That what mm-hmm. you want to do? Yes. Okay. So. Um, and then you sail off. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna just sail off on this one. Oh, actually, you know what? I'm gonna just spend one more and get one more in on the crew. Okay. A second one. The, yeah. the crew relaxes, and then the second one comes in, and they're not as quite as shaken, but they're still worried. It comes by. You tap it on the nose. It also. So off. do you need to kind of take any card out? Yep. Or okay. Yep. So all right. So these are gone. And questions. Game mechanic question. Mm-hmm. On the potentials, um, like what Aaron's doing, mm-hmm. he needs to leave his card out if it's a sustained effect. Are there? Or how would you do like challenge? Are there challenge effects on the potentials? Sometimes, yes. You can, if you're using your magic out? to do a play, then you use your magic, your potential cards, and they replenish at a rate of one per bell. So um, you get your hand back after a day, essentially. So every bell, you'll get one card back until um, it's recharged. Okay, but it it, it can be. Uh, I'm just trying to think of how to say this. Like the the opposed checks that we've done that. Mm-hmm. That's a totally normal thing. Yeah, you play just exactly the same okay. using your potential cards. So now, as far as a, a game <laughs> like meta thing, the "Heard It on the Wind" ability mm-hmm. is that like a literal "I hear things on you the tell wind"? Me. The intention of these statements is for you to stretch them as far as I'll let you. So if you want to have heard, fine, the pirate ship on the wind. Yes, I'm I'm listening for the pirate ship on the wind, and I would like to use that as a sustained effect. Um, okay. Each day. Very good. Go ahead and play the card. And uh, you, you listen intently. Uh, the, the wind carries this supernatural sound to you. You hear a cow moo. <laughs> and you realize Another with cow. some other like, cowbell sounds and someone yelling about um, um, closing the barn door that you must be carrying a village on an island nearby. Um, you listen some more and the supernatural sound comes to you and you hear a ship's bell and a uh, a sea chanty, and then it fades away, and then you're listening. Oh, so you're, you're, you're hearing, you're hearing, you're hearing oh, echoing, echoing uh, uh, behemoth calls, um, and so you're you're Ooh, that'll help you're hearing research. calls of you're hearing calls of birds um, <laughs> at, at great distances, well beyond what you can see. Um, okay. So you are distracted throughout the day by calls, and you stop and listen and, and wonder. But right, as long and as you I, hold I, that I, card out, you can keep listening. Okay. In a nearby tavern. Hey, pull my finger. <laughs> <laughs> Stop listening. Listen to something else. Listen to something Stop else. That wind. Wrong wind. Wrong wind. wind. And you hear you hear crew below decks talking about uh, how these sorcerers are going to make the best pirate captains ever. <laughs> okay. I'm what set. did I tell you? Our crew loves us. Until we find out that we're the fuzz. So um, I'm securing some heavy objects know, on deck actually piracy. on purpose. Okay. Here, some interesting yes. research for a, possible use, thing. for a possible usage we're of pirates. unstoppable force later. Okay. Um, um, <laughs> You, if I recall correctly, you want you loaded a few cannons, right? Um, you wanted some armaments, did you say? I think we were talking about that. I forget what all we kept. Um, I, okay, I, I was able to get surprise armament, so that's all right. I well, packed a surprise. A, okay, yeah, you can you can have some um, heavy objects. In fact, you, one of your favorite things is a rack of cannonballs. I mean, you're yeah. a 
with your abilities, you yeah. are essentially I as good as a cannon. But so I'm making sure that that's available. I'm also <laughs> setting up another odd thing. I'm setting up a number of harnesses that are roped to very well secure spots in the center of the deck, just in case. So let's say we do something really stupid or dangerous that might involve possibly throwing yourself over the side of the ship. Okay. <laughs> um, a good amount of rope with this, enough that we could potentially counterboard. So like repelling teams, kind of? Kind of. It also it would make uh, repairing a mast now, easier. Now, yeah, now keep in mind, you have, you have hatches in the bottom of the ship and, and a whole gallery, like a big um, open pool or big open hatch in the bottom. Um, okay. You can access things below you, I mean, because there's no... to keep water out. Right. Um, so it becomes a valuable... Um, sort of tactical advantage to have openings in the bottom. You can put cannons in there and you can okay. drop objects on ships below you. And that kind of I'm just giving, give, giving options for mobility, giving options for okay. other things to like hurl. So All right. one of the things I would like to make sure I have though is a essentially like an extra mast strapped down there so that I can hurl that. Okay. By a large bat or a huge javelin or something. Yeah, right? essentially. Okay. Yeah, so wow. you guys are you guys are going about setting up some very serious and, and, and strange, and in some cases sinister, um, mechanical advantages aboard your ship. The crew realizes that this means the quarry must be getting close. Um, the avarice in their eyes increases. Uh, they um, are, are jumping too, like they haven't been the whole crew. They, anytime you ask for anything, they're right there, because they're expecting this payday. Oh, did I need to play <laughs> anything or, or reserve a card for the... They for the eyes of the hawk ability? Oh, I love it. Oh, no, that's your relic. You're using your relic, not your, okay. not your potential, right? Okay. <laughs> um, as you pass the bottle of surprisingly good Voltish wine, you know, some of the crates broke open, right? Oops. Uh, around, around, <laughs> around the wardroom table, you fall into retelling of past guild adventures, lowering your voices so that the crew does not overhear. Talk turns to how you each earned your most recent blaze of rank, and inevitably the tales are told again, certainly not for the first or for the last time. Now each of you may be called upon, here at the table, um, to spin a yarn about the circumstances out of which you earned your most recent blaze of rank, tales inspired by the single name or phrase listed on your character sheets. Take a moment, and then each of you may make a luck draw. So if you look at your middle of your character sheet, it says blazes yeah. of rank. Mm -hmm. like As characters advance <clears throat> in the game, you um, earn these blazes of rank, which are these sort of um, <coughs> ensorcelled um, 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 tattoos. Uh, fluorescing tattoos. Most people have them down their arm. Some people who are, are maybe a little more reserved might have them up on their shoulder or on their back. The, the crazy um, outlanders who, who are garish about everything might have them down their face. But each one represents a significant milestone in your career as a knight. You get your first one at graduation. Um, so you all have at least one. Um, I think some of you have two, and one of you might even have three. Um, the, uh, the most ranks anyone has ever earned in the history of the um, Brotherhood of the Explorer Knights is 14. But the average highest order knights, um, those the sky captains in charge of men of war and such, have somewhere between 8 and 12. Um, so you are near the bottom, but you've earned a couple, um, and each one comes with a story. So everyone draw a um, luck card, and high card will, will share their story. Eight. King. I see a king. Queen. I see a queen. Five. King. Okay. So, um, what, is, what, is your, what is your last rank? The Queen's Logbook. Tell us about how you earned your badge of rank. Now remember, you're 
you're sharing a bottle of wine with dear friends. Um, they've heard this story before, but so you're going to have to embellish it a little to make it interesting. Tell us, tell us about the Queen's Logbook. I'm going to start kind of in midi, in midi right with this. So, all right. So I got sent out to get this stupid logbook. Right. I said it was going to make it a short story, but uh, forget it. We're, we're we're on the long route. So I, I hunt all you got over town. There we go. I hunt all over town looking for this thing. And I have no idea what it looks like. She's just panicking. She's in tears. And finally, finally, this guy I was working with, Ned, he tells me what it looks like. And I realize the jackass that I, uh, I kicked out had actually been leaving at the time. And he had this blue book tucked under his arm. Well, uh, and the quick version of that is that, well, yeah, I know where the guy lived. I saw him, every, I saw him leave the same apartment every day. Like, he must have been planning this. So I go back. Turns out he was dumb enough to use that for his dust-off point, too. Really. You steal something, you don't go back to the same place where you've probably been spotted. Anyhow, I waltz right in. I lay down my cleaver. I just stare him right in the eye. I smile, and I say, thank you. And he hands me the book. It was great. <laughs> yeah, we let him off easy. So that was probably the easiest badger rank ever. <laughs> Well, I got it by virtue of having... At least you worked for it. Can't help but trust this face. Well, it was, Gentle giant. And she, was, and she was very glad to get it back. Right. And I didn't read it. Oh, the, always the gentleman. Can't exactly. have a lady's company. secrets. <laughs> All right. Um, everyone, um, except Sean, yep. draw again. Because, you know, the bottle, bottle's going around, yeah. and so the tails have to go around. Oh, oh look, a joker. Oh, I see. Uh, Ooh, sorry, Craig. Oh, someone pulled their joker. Joker's the high card. All right. So tell us, tell us about um, the wreck about of the heartbreaker. The wreck of the heartbreaker. <laughs> you know what? Even after I got a good look at uh, the majestic, I had hopes about this mission because I I remember a time that not too far from this one, I was under. I was probably still do do trainees go on missions? Do oh, yeah. go on missions? Uh, when they reach the journey. <coughs> Yeah, still a cadet, uh, but uh, not so green that I had to stay back at the academy. And uh, we uh, we got ambushed. Uh, didn't see this one coming. This wasn't a let's get caught and try to try to shoot, stab, blast our way out uh, scenario. But it did, and we did. But uh, one of the lieutenants uh, got taken in the crossfire, held hostage. Uh, well, I I had some cannoneering experience, so I I hatched a plan, and time was short enough that there was nowhere else. We had nothing to lose at that point uh, except our hostage, and that wasn't going to happen. Not not on my clock. I fired around into one of the what do you call the the side masts? Um, well, they're, they're... Or are they just masts? Well, there's, there's different ones depending on part of the ship, but yeah, there's oh. just the rigging. Fired a shot into one of the masts. Uh, we were in some pretty dicey cliffs, that's how they ambushed us in the first place. Busted one of the masts, and in the confusion, teleported over to the ship, grabbed uh, the lieutenant uh, right out from under the captain's blade, bamfed back to the ship, and watched the ship just careen into the cliffs. Oh, the poor heartbreaker. She didn't stand a chance. Heartbreaker got broken. All right, you guys want to tell another tale? Or do you want to move on? 
So let's draw so cards. Just one more. Just one more. Okay. Draw cards. One more. Okay. Unless you already draw. See an ace over here. <laughs> Not gonna be me. Ace and a queen. All right. It's yours. All right. So tell us about Burn it off the, the great, great ale conspiracy. The great ale conspiracy. In fact, you can probably chime in because you were both there. Yes. Can I start us? Well, let, he, he drew the card. I, that's I, right. That's right. That's his, I guess it's his chance to shine. Now. <laughs> the thing is, there was this shipment of ale that was meant for the commandant. And we oh, decided, I love the story already. We decided <laughs> that we were going to switch the ale for a lesser vintage. So we were working on that. And we even dummied up the markings on the barrels and we switched them out. And I mean, it was a page of a forgery job. I mean, seems to be a running theme in this game. <laughs> you wouldn't believe how well he did it. I mean, I painted him so well I couldn't even tell him apart myself. Well, the thing is, we did manage it. Unfortunately, somebody minored in our damn it, they're going to use it. The problem was the commandant recognized that it was a lesser ale after he took one drink, and there was a spit take and an investigation. Luckily, we, we both raped. got tagged for the investigation. <laughs> so you pinned it on someone else, and that's how you guys managed to get your blazer. We got ranked up. As I mean, a matter of fact, it was the fastest investigation they'd ever seen. They said our tag team was amazing. As a matter of fact, we found the evidence on that rival boat crew that made it to the uh, end before we did. And we told them they would get their comeuppance at some point, and they got theirs. They got it. Well, they're giving these blazes a rank away for nothing these days, aren't they? <laughs> oh, hey, it was a masterful investigation, I tell you. We wrapped it up within a day. A blaze of rank for perjury. <laughs> Theft. <laughs> we, the noble knights, award you for your bravery. You get the job done. <laughs> well, there is a reason our crew was picked to imitate pirates. Yeah. 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 Kind of like our captain. <laughs> now, I will only tell you one more time. Make sure you stay below deck until the crew comes aboard. Then spring the ambush. Do you understand? Stay below deck. Let them come. Be patient. We will be waiting in the rocks. We will come. The ships will dive. We will take them. Very easy. Very clean. No one needs to get hurt. They're waiting for us in the rocks. They're telling the crew to stay below decks until we come close. Okay. Several clocks have gone by. You've sorted through dozens of weird sounds and conversations when you hear that. You break through the clouds, and there ahead of you across the visual horizon is a tumble down. It is a... best way to describe it is an asteroid field from Star Trek or Star Wars. It is a collection of tiny skylands that... Um, <coughs> have broken up and crashed into each other and just made a debris field. They're going to um, and the biggest, the biggest, Oof. the pieces that are big enough to stay buoyant have, have, have remained. Those pieces that aren't um, fall into the dark. Mm -hmm. And as, even as you watch, you see a couple of the pieces collide and bits break off and, and fall down to what they call hard rain, for obvious reasons. Um, it's so hard. They're, they're just on the margins of That's the tumble down. Said is a, a ship. It is adrift. It is listing. The sails, you can tell from here, are tattered and flapping in the breeze. 
um, that seems to be otherwise inactive and unmanned. Are we walking into this trap, gents? Let's well, there's a, well, there's a difference between falling into a trap and purposely walking into it on our own terms. <coughs> all hands to battle stations. Is, but don't is, look like we're going all hands to battle stations. Is the listless ship moving? Is it drifting? It's it's, or just, it's is moving it only as much as, as you would imagine a ship moving in the wind. So, move forward on the mast, gentlemen. <sighs> Stay away from the Eyes rails. Up. Pull the cord. Like, let's move like we got a payday coming. I'm in my crow's nest and just... The, the crew looks at you guys. Did I hear uh, something of payday? Is this the target? Does not no, no, yeah. Out of, like out of character. <laughs> An equal share to every man, Jack. What taste one of the scarabee pirate crew? I'm going to put on a great big <laughs> old no, smile. Don't apologize. They can't help but trust his face. out of character. I'm I'm a, it's good. It's good. Don't He's worry. Good. Natural. It'll leader. be all right. Just make sure. Just you know. If this is the target, gentlemen, <laughs> things might get a little bit ugly. So you might just want to kind of keep a low profile. When you say things might get ugly, they produce knives and clubs out of like no air. <laughs> <laughs> Rick, where did you get a grenade? Their exactly. Eyes, their eyes scowl. It was hanging from the lampshade. Put, put those away till we get. Oh, some people on board. Uh, we want right. them on. We yeah, want them on. Yeah, yeah, and stay away, they are, and stay away from yeah, the rails. Where are you going to go? They are going to try oh, and ambush us. I see waters. I will not touch They are going to try and ambush us, but we are going to turn it back on okay. them. All right. Let's go over the ground rules. No touching of the hair or face. Of course. And that's it. <laughs> They're waiting for rule number two, and then they realize there isn't a rule number two. <laughs> He's just like, kidding about the face. Like, guys, I'm just, I'm just quoting Ron Burgundy. Don't you? Have you seen that? First rule of sky pirating: you do not talk about sky pirating. <laughs> well, no, until you get to port, then you tell every people. Then you tell everybody yeah, because yeah. sky pirating. So, how do you want to approach? You're at the helm. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm actually. It's like I'm. Go, it's like we're going in. It's like, hey, this could be. Uh, maybe we're, maybe we're going in to help. Maybe we're get, going to there looted, but. I'm kind of like just kind of keeping us at an advantageous angle. Like, like we're going in, assuming this You're is our target. You're getting closer. Yeah, we're assuming this is our target, but I'm kind of going in tactically. Focusing intently. I still have the spell up. You're still listening? Yes. Okay, you hear whispers of conversation. Um, they're talking about uh, a, a, um, a, a uh, sweet score. They're talking about this fat duck full of wine that um, um, uh, Gilliard... Uh, reported like, <coughs> leaving Haven. The um, idiots are using the majestic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you hear the word like majestic, and then you hear a lot of laughter. <laughs> and you hear something like, this would be easy. So I guess he gives, gives us a thumbs up. Yes. All right. What I'm most listening for is when they go, now! That way okay. we know where they're going to spring. Right. Uh, you don't hear that. <coughs> but I'm waiting for it. As, he br- as Tom brings the ship in. Or is... Yeah. Antonio, I see a ship coming. Hey, has anybody spotted a real ship around here outside of that? What's that gun port? Your gun port slam shut. They have gun ports, gentlemen. All right. I guess that would. Okay. Question is, do do we want to attack them as soon as we get in range? So as you get a little closer, you realize the ship appears to be unmanned. There's no one on the decks. Um, There's no one manning the guns or the sails, uh, or at least the guns that are on deck. Um, and there are a number of them. Watch the rocks. <sighs> yeah. So, so these I pirates. Do you know what you guys are actually going to do with your ship? Okay. Um, why don't we go ahead and make just a pass by it? 
mm-hmm. and see if we're we'll act as though we're heading straight into the rocks. Well, but it gets people all deck like, all right, let's check this out. You know, we're just checking. a just a pass by, I guess. Okay, so you sail past within what range? Um, Cannon range. So yeah, let's make Spyglass it. range or, or shouting range. I'd say that range. We should just fly it down in. We're flying a piece of shit anyways. Let's just bump their deck. I think cannon right. range should this be interesting. Yeah, no, okay, we'll go within spyglass range so he can actually listen in to see if they're watching us. Oh, they're watching. Oh, they're us. watching. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so first of all, like, like I said, there's, there's a buzz of conversation. Makes it clear, like, oh, shit, it's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be good. They're waiting not, on us. Do not go up on deck until until they have come aboard. Then probably I think we should make ourselves They're a more tempting target board. by going ahead and acting as uh, getting close enough to see if this is with salvageable. So I would honestly say gun uh, gun range at this point. We Do can, we have guns? We have a couple. I've got one. You have you have a. a I mean, does the <coughs> ship? Have you guns? have four guns. Or um, reinforced, correct? This ship has six on deck and then a row of gun ports. If we, <laughs> they're waiting for us to actually board that ship. From the sounds of it. So they shouldn't pop out or fire on us if we just get close. Is it better to take us intact as well as our cargo? If, right. I'm gonna run to the head if you guys okay. want to figure out your plan and talk amongst yourselves. Okay. So, yes. Cool. I'll give you a topic. Talk amongst yourselves. Uh, the just Holy by, Roman Empire the, uh, is not holding more Roman so, Yeah, Empire. that's right there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. right. I I would like to use eyes of a hawk to one. I'd like to I'd like to use win the game. Because I, I uh, clearly have. I, I would like to spot and see if there are any secret compartments they're going to pour out of, or if they have guns coming out of. Also, to burn cards so that I can draw and hopefully draw more diamonds so I can use Cannoneer Extraordinaire. <laughs> well, well, you might be able. Well, and also Sean might be able to use either machines to speak to me or Skymanship to see how this could be rigged as an ambush vessel. And if we have a hail mary play, one of my caches is rash behavior. So and that well, can work as well. I've got a thought that is absolutely crazy, absolutely risky, and... It'll uh, never work. <laughs> it will absolutely never work. Thank you. But I'm thinking that I should board their ship, um, exercise a little bit of my shocking behavior, because I found out um, from wiring up our ship to where I can, you know, stand on top and electrocute at just the right spot, that I could just dance with a little bit of lightning and throw it around and... Create a couple more zigzags. You have lightning magic. Shocking magic at, or shocking behavior is level three. I, I'm still for. I have like, teleport. I, I have flamethrower. Thunderstruck. Oh, I was thinking about Ooh. figuring out where their uh, engine is and taking that out with well, the improvised. I javelin. think they're going to be really thunderstruck. So. <laughs> well, but I have an idea. <laughs> but remember our objective. Our objective is we're trying to capture the pirate. Right. That's why I'm saying if we can come down, not like ramming speed or anything, but like bump down on their ship, jolt them all off balance, and then we can just board. They'll have to take time to recover. So approach from above and use our uh, yeah. boarding from above. Since we've like got a, that we got a moon well and drop. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Since yeah. Okay. Gotta, Seems like a good idea. Drop down, bump right. their ship, throw them off balance, we board... Do you want me to damage their ship ahead of time? Or actually, we can. There's a simpler method for that. We pop I the use, hatch. I can use Look, one of our. Anyway, there ain't nothing wrong with a little bump and grind. Is it nice, nice? <sighs> I was thinking if we, if you want to drop the hatch and then 
I I open up with a couple of flung cannonballs. Or, yeah. if, we, or if we can go see a lot, they won't see that coming. The fucking hammer. No, we're not going to drop the hammer. He's a good guy. I'm just thinking. Like, <laughs> Don't listen to the something hammer. Something with enough impact that they're going to be thrown off balance, and we're going to have the time to rush them. Having a magically yeah. assisted cannonball flung downward at your ship might throw you off balance. Possibly. We're yes. going for an attack from above. We're going to okay. go over so and gonna drop down. Swoop in and hold position over over them. How high above them do you want to be? Um, I did set up those harnesses and ropes. So you're going to actually grapple them, disembark, and go down to their ship after yeah. we make some type of attack. Okay. Yeah. So, and if you want to, we still have the our uh, two right now order, so I can. Go ahead. We also have that cash or, about not being no, surprised. Sorry, but I so I can command. I can oh, yeah. get one to just bump them. You Quick could, question. You could call the whistle. I mean, they're not here um, right now. True. Who is going to be boarding, and who is going to be staying with our crew to make sure that we've got a ride home? Well, I'm, I guess I'm the pilot, so uh, I have to want me. Okay, home. you're going Somebody's to give us support fire. You're going to make sure that you still got both hands on the wheel. Um, Hey. We're knights. <laughs> we're totally disciplined. <laughs> I think we're going to go for a little bit of shock and awe. So I think I'm boarding. Uh, I'll stay up as a potential for bringing your you guys back. You can handle both. If you guys I, I are using like the ropes boarding. to descend, oh, yeah. I'm assuming you guys are going to stay harnessed up and not like just stay on the ship down there. Do we know how many ships they have? No. Is Good there, question. Is there a way we could find as out? You, as you sail in above the target, um, and uh, <coughs> he shouts some orders and pulls back on the wheel, and the sails are trimmed to bring you to a relative halt above the, the uh, derelict, um, you hear several shouts. You, who have been watching for this the whole time, uh, see it immediately. Um, three ships detach themselves, come out from behind the tumble, uh, different <coughs> boulders in the tumble down. Um, and begin to descend like hawks in the stoop. New plan. Let's um, use that escape power. <laughs> well. So, so they they are swooping in on you, uh, and you can see uh, a ravening horde at the rail of each one, knives in their teeth, uh, gun ports open, gun barrels sticking out, um, and they are clearly headed your way, um, looking to take your vessel. We figure yeah, out whistle which goes off now. She's on. Okay. okay. So right. you blow the whistle. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm gonna. Use one of my potentials, Wall of Wind, okay. and do it at uh, number two. Yeah, we'll just say number two. Or is there a ship that looks more dangerous than the others, or are they all pretty much the same? Um, they're they look pretty formidable across the board. They're they're swarming with uh, 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 voracious-looking pirates. Okay. Uh, each of them is sporting a, a number of cannon. Um, but since you're looking, one of them is flying a giant red pennant, in- incredibly long, like exaggeratedly long, um, and it has a, an inverted, it's a red, red, red pennant, has a big inverted red heart on it. Okay, that's the one I'm going to target then. Okay. So you're going right. to blast them with wind. Yes. What is, what is your, um, let's make a play out of this. What do you <laughs> want to happen? I want to knock that ship into one of the others and have the... Both of those ships be more focused on repairs than trying to attack us. Okay, so you're trying to incapacitate two vessels, um, two vessels full of pirates. Uh, one of them appears to be the flagship. That's a pretty tall order, but that's a good that's a good tactic. Um, 
And uh, if you fail this, uh, so so it's not only you're disabling them, but they're out of the fight essentially is what you're saying. Yes. Okay. Good. Um, if you fail this, um, what you're actually going to end up doing is um, blowing your own ship into the derelict down below, which means the the pirates waiting for you aboard that ship are going to swarm onto your vessel. <laughs> okay. Is that a fair trade? Sounds like it's a fair it. cop, but your side needs to blame. <laughs> you're taking you're taking two <laughs> vessels out single-handedly. That's definitely a three-card play. Okay. So um, time has passed. If your uh, potential decks, potential hands are not back up to four, they should be. Uh, probably with the exception of mine, to some point. Unless you have a sustained yeah. uh, power. <clears throat> All right. Okay. Let's see here. You are. This is just your lucky day. I do not have a very good. Alright. Um, can you assist I'm saying it's a three card play, but I've only got two of the suit that I want to play, so I can only okay. play two. You are using Wall of Wind. Yeah. So you can play up to three cards in, in that suit. Okay. Um, do you want to use a cash card with it? Because they are definitely going to use an opposition cash card. Uh, we well, Yeah. Well, this counts well, the not surprised one. Gale. Yeah, you can use your potential card. Um, that's, your potential, that's your breed card, it adds to your potential. So. Okay. Ready? Play those cards and then add one from your play deck. Okay. Okay. And since he's and got, you got an ace, so you can crown. So add another one from your play deck. Um, I can also crown because it's a martial action and I have a king. Uh, so I got a 29 plus 5 is 34. You've got 20, 39. Right. Yeah. So nice. you, yes. you win the stakes. <laughs> um, you you uh, stand up, throw back your cloak. All of, this, all of your crew is like, oh, God, we're so dead. They're starting to yell and scream. They're looking like for the lifeboat. They want to get out of here. And you just go, ah, like this. And suddenly there is this huge smash of timbers as the two vessels are blown into each other. So you see pirates falling off the, off the rails and, to and fall down forever. in the dark. <laughs> yeah. You see uh, spars shatter, sails get caught up everywhere, they're shouting and screaming, there's orders being given, those two ships are kind of stuck together and and now spiraling away from the fight. And then just look at the man like... (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And they're like, like, at this point, dude, I'm just like, you are the one! All right. Wait. You always have to one-up us, don't you, brother? No, I know. Oh, that one, it's going down. We're not worthy! We're not worthy! They're not, they're not actually sure who to be more scared of now. <laughs> okay, we got I'm, we got a cannon, right? Didn't we? Yeah. For in case of emergency. Cat in the fight, just oh, hurt me, dogs. All right, so you um, are going to do what? Pirate okay, scared, aren't you? I'm aiming at ship number three, their last big one. Am um, I talking like a pirate? Well, the one that just popped out. Okay. Um, I'm going to use a little bit of shot to the All right. And uh, since he went all Fujin on the others, I'm going to go all Raging oh, yeah, on the other, okay. or on that last There's one. There's a colony of feral nice. cats that roam the neighborhood. Nice. I'm basically going to pour as much into it as I can, aiming more to incapacitate them. I basically want to shock them within an inch of their lives. You're basically taking the ship. Yeah. The entire ship. Okay. Um, to the point where they just have no fight left. <laughs> I'm figuring this way we can take them in for questioning and... If you win, they've all been knocked unconscious and the ship is yours. All right. If I win, um, your shock, your, uh, uh, your arc power sets off their powder magazine. The ship explodes, wow. and since it's on its way to you, it careens into you and incapacitates your ship long enough that the other pirates get away. 
Well, that's fair enough. Uh, let's see, I will cash. I'm going to use my sparky breed. Okay. Because if there's going to be sparks thrown around, I'm going to be the one throwing them the right way. Okay. So that's a three card um, a potential, and you get to add one from your play deck. And we reveal. I'm playing Joker. Okay. Jokers win automatically. Jokers to the left. Okay. And so you Stop stand up there. The crew is watching for the for the next play. You can you can crowd, but Jokers automatically okay. automatically play. They trump. <coughs> um, you Damn you get there. You you light them up. Uh, sails ignite on, on, in flames. You see several people go down as their taste. Hair standing on end. The crew they were scared enough of him. Like now you're firing electricity in the air, and they don't know what to make of it. Um, then suddenly there is just a massive explosion. You're blown on your ass. Everyone on the deck is knocked down. Your ship is pushed out of the way by the shockwave. Mass <coughs> snap and sails rip. Um, in fact, a couple of small, a couple of your sails start on fire as debris comes raining down. Um, their ship falls out of the sky as it as its debris kind of collides with you. There's a big cloud of smoke and everything is total confusion and fog of war. Is there a way to deflect a lot of the damage to our ship? By using a using a potential immovable object. Well, narratively, the way the way the game works, once you've uh, agreed on stakes, okay. that's what happens. Gotcha. You can't do anything to no negate those. Control. Now you can deal with the consequences. Yeah. Um, or you can say during the negotiation, oh, oh, I don't want that to happen. Or can I help to avoid okay. that? Right. Um, so but damage is done, so it can be mitigated, but it can't be avoided. When the smoke clears, when when you have managed to um, right your own vessel and get your crew back on its feet. Um, you realize that you're alone in the sky. You see this large uh, hemoth just come out of the clouds and do a circle around you and looking at you curiously out of one eye. Um, uh, you called? So we did, although we probably is this the, is this the young man or the mom? Uh, this is one of the ones that he trained. It's so it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big bull. It's a big bull. He's like, hey, Harold. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Uh, the ship, our ship, probably inoperable at this point. Because no, it, oh. it took enough damage. It's going to take some time for you to to re-rig some sails, but um, be, okay. tie some knots, put out a couple of little smoldering fires. But uh, and the ship itself is is still sound. Okay, what's the the uh, but the other pirate ships have completely gone. Um, in the, in the, well, there's two, there two, two, the two that were mm-hmm. were um, kind of entwined, mm-hmm. spinning away. Uh, they're nowhere to be seen. Um, and the ship down below is also gone. Now, you will have... Certainly, somebody saw them leave, right? They all stooped, which means that they turned down the power on their induction hull and just dropped, right? So even the ship below you, it was clearly floating still, so it was still functional. They didn't sail it away, they just cut power um, to a minimum level and dropped, like, you know, as fast as is... as fast as they can without ripping the ship apart. It's a very dangerous maneuver because you don't know what's below you, but when you're a pirate desperate to get away from what are obviously explorer knights, um, it's really your your last your last bet. We could have been any kind of crazy power. Actually, I have an extremely dumb idea. They oh, getting, good. those are the best. They are clearly getting more crafty. They sent them after us, and that was a clever ruse. I will need to speak with the men. We must retreat. We must retreat to to uh, our home, and. Look at our wounds. They're running. This isn't how I initially interpreted the ability, but I have a crafty idea. Could I, if I dedicate the 
potential cards to it. Could I use flamethrower to throw the flames that are on our ship away and make, and make it easier to clean up and repair? Absolutely. Yeah, you put fires out just by controlling the fire. So spend a, a potential card. So, okay. I got a weird question. While Any one in particular? Uh, I'm, is, this a, is this a play? No, it's, or? A, it's a narrative use. So just spend one at random. So oh. have someone grab it or shuffle them and flip, flip one out. So we're looking at about an hour. Uh, looks, uh, yeah, fifty-eight minutes. Okay, guys, dumb question: What um, what ship was she on? Did we think about this? Probably before the we, big bannered one, the right? The one that we didn't want to go away. And so. that's the one that dropped, right? No, well, they all dropped. They all dropped. Okay. Those were the surviving ones. Okay, sir. You can the hull is just like run silent. You just, run you just power down the hull, um, and it and it starts to, to sink. The more you power it down, the faster it goes. It's so pretty much just like run silent, run deep. Yeah. There's, so, a, there's a very kind of submarine warfare feel to the. So like, can well. we like maybe engage some active sonar with your ability? <laughs> it's still it's still going. Yeah, I'm, I'm still listening. You hear you hear a, a, a higher pitched voice. Finesse, I think I think it is important that we uh, we make full sail and get back to to uh, home as quickly as possible. Uh, you hear a deeper, also feminine voice. No, I think it is. Feminine. <laughs> no, I, very feminine. We must go back. We must go back. I am a woman. And we must, we must take them. We must show them that this cannot. No, no, no. You must understand. You must know They're when arguing. to strike and when not. When, when not to strike. I, I realize, but, but you, you, you must trust me. No, I, but they were. They, they cannot. They were, drop your reputation. Your reputation will be. So, all right. Then I am going. Then I'm going to send wow. down one of our the other one for a little surprise bump. Okay. On the tra- trajectory. Oh, okay, so it's following with you. I mean, you don't know where they are, but you can search them mm-hmm. out and, and bring the. Are you bringing the hemoths with you? Yes. Okay. Oh, God. Well, they only come to you. They can't really go anywhere else. You haven't really yeah, no, we're keeping them, them as the you, honor guards. You told guards, me so. I can kind of ascertain where this, which direction the sounds are coming from, so I'm... Uh, they're, de- they're down in a, like that direction. Pointing in the general direction. Okay. Um, as I best need, I can I need a, a test from somebody, a, a play from somebody, um... That involves um, navigation or ship use. Skymanship. Skymanship. Can I do an assist on yours? Maybe? If you want to, yeah. Okay. So this will be a two-card play, uh, and the play is to find them um, in um. in a way that allows you to maintain the tactical advantage. Um, is it possible for two of us to give an uh, to assist no. or just one? At this point, the rules work only, only one. Okay, because I also do have. I, I don't really like. I'm playing with a lot of different help, helping rules, assisting rules, and none of them have have worked the, quite the way I want. This is sort of a new one that I'm testing okay. out. Okay. Because you went to, I do also do have uh, anyway. Always knows which way the wind is blowing. Um. Okay, that might be more helpful. I don't know. So it's one card. Either way, yeah. So. It's it's mechanically right. it's still just one okay. card. Okay. So, <laughs> the, the interesting um, meta effect of upwind is that or of the Q system is that it doesn't matter how you describe your power. It's always one card, two cards, three cards, with maybe a cash, with maybe a crown. So you can have, I'm good with a sword, or you can have, I'm the greatest swordsman that ever lived, and they're still if they're both two card skills, they're equally matched. Right. Okay. Okay. So, um, is it possible what, to catch an want, What do you want the end result um, of your chase to be? That um, we find that we actually come <laughs> upon them in a ta- tactically favorable manner for us. Okay. Like we come up directly behind them. So you come up, they don't see you? They don't see us. Uh, we ha- yeah. You have the physical advantage of being above them? Mm-hmm. Is it possible to catch an not surprised uh, cache? You, um, or is you, that you 
that was the first encounter with them. Okay. You could have used it in the last, right. okay. um, but nobody used it. Yeah, so, we do still have two from our boarding, boarding actions. Mm-hmm. If you want to do a boarding action, you can use that if that's what you're doing. But this is not a boarding action yet. Yeah, yeah. this would just be good. So you have tactical advantage. They won't know that you're there. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, we'll leave it at that, make it a two-card play. If you fail... Um, well, I can only play one, so... But yeah, yeah. Right, so you play one, I'll play two. <clears throat> if, if you fail, they um, you will find yourself between... Their, their two ships, and they will begin immediately boarding. Okay, great. They'll come out of a cloud between them, like, oh, the sh- and they will storm over the rail. Just like my honeymoon. <sighs> oh, this is going to end poorly. <laughs> All right, ready? Yeah, let's do this. Okay, let's see here. Just do it! I am not having the best that's fine. Perfectly fine. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the Joker was perfect. Well, that's, a, yeah. that's the <laughs> but he can't play. He can't play another one. Yeah, I can't play another one. The cup. Oh, is the good sorry. Um, this is my mistake. We're not going to stop to do this because we've already got a play underway. Whenever someone plays a Joker, you reshuffle your play deck. Oh yeah. For okay. Okay. So, oh, no. so the rest of you can do it, but we've already drawn cards, so we won't for the moment, and then we'll do it. Okay. Okay. Reshuffle your discard pile. No, back ju- into yeah, not your potential deck, just your play deck and the discard pile in your hand. Yeah, and then right. you draw a new hand. Okay. Do we have oh, to do that? Or every yeah, time? it's a rule. So that if you have, that's part of the that's part of the um, reason Pension. for it mechanically. Like, is you don't want to hoard all your best cards till the end. If Skymanship is hearts, I can only play hearts on it, right? Yeah. And if you have a shitty hand, this gives you a chance to get some better cards. Okay. All right. All right. And we, 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 are, we are reshuffling after this, so, okay. All right. All set. Um, all right. Let's do... Do it. Okay. You have a king, I have a king and a two. This is a martial situation, so we both get to crown. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and, and crown. So I got a six, I got an 18. I got 13. 13, and someone was helping you? Yes, that was me. So you're sacrificing a play, okay, and that's the card that you would have given yes. him? An ace, okay. Now you can't you can't crown that because but, it's the helping card. But it adds. But it adds. It adds 10. So you've got 23, 23. and I've got 18. So you win. You... Um, you have plunged quite a distance. It's remarkable how far away they are. In fact, given Vault's location along the border with the Twilight Frontier, you are certainly crossed into the Twilight Frontier. It has gotten dimmer, darker, colder. <laughs> the clouds are the clouds are chill. Um, you realize it's just kind of chill. You're starting, you're starting to realize maybe why they've been getting away with this for so long. If mm. their hideout is actually in the Twilight Frontier. Not only is it a very dangerous place for them to, to be, but no one's certainly going to be, at least the Vaultish authorities aren't going to be hunting them into the, into the frontier. I, I was just laughing because I was sure he was going to say, you've crossed it to the Twilight Zone. So, so. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Saw glances to me, are they crazy? Are we really doing this? Looks back to them, looks back to where I am. I'm not there anymore. I'm, I've popped down to the cannoneer deck. <laughs> okay, so you've got men um, manning the cannons. Uh, and you're serving as a gun captain? Like, man, yeah. you know that time or, when we... Or, time or when whichever we, gun's the biggest, I'm it, I'm physically like, controlling it. Man, remember that time when we told you there would be carnage and you would be the ones dealing it? That time's now. And I will I'm become a I'm going to be boarding with you. I feel a little responsible. Actually, I was going to start with the giant mast. <laughs> <ass. laughs> okay. On um, the less important looking ship. All right. Specifically. 
Okay. So, um, why are we boarding the little ones when we can get the big one? No, he's not boarding the oh, little one. Oh, I am knocking the little one down. I'm going to be putting a giant mass through it. Ah, okay. Because, well... Because reasons. Okay, brother and I went clubbing earlier. <laughs> he's going clubbing now. <laughs> Javelining. Again, I'm, I'm picturing like, you know, tree trunk barreling through something. So I'm trying to aim for where I think... A the tiny elephant? With a southern accent? Okay, now, um, every night knows... Um, because of the lore they've learned about potential, that the closer you get to the source of the wind, the stronger your potential becomes, the more power you have to access. So mechanically, when you enter the Twilight Frontier, you gain one additional potential card for your hand. Draw? Immediately? Immediately, yeah. Well, I mean, narratively. Okay. Would that still affect me since I have those two ones? Well, you get the new card anyway. Okay. Right? So your hand size goes up to five. <clears throat> okay, that's what makes If you're actually in the dark, your hand size goes up to six because the potential is so strong. Okay. Right? Interesting. So I am hurling tree trunk through a sensitive spot of the smaller ship. Okay. Um, you come out of the clouds, you see the vessels through the dimness. They're just silhouettes now, right? It's hard to see the... The, um, you've had to don jacket, don coats, hats. Um, the decks are, uh, are, are wet and slick with the, the, the chill rain. Um, and uh, you're catching glimpses of these silhouettes through the haze. You're trying to use the cloud cover as cover so that their lookouts don't see you. But the three of them um, are... Well, I, I, let me take that back. Two of them seem to be um, hell-bent... Uh, and putting out as much sail as they can. One is lagging behind, the one clearly that was being used as the Potemkin derelict. Um, it is, um, just doesn't have the masts and sails to keep up. Um, you still have your ears on, right? Mm-hmm. You hear um, guttural speech that you probably haven't heard much before. You may have at different times in, in recent past, but you recognize it immediately as orders being shouted by um, a child of the dark. And as you watch, the sky erupts with cannon fire um, out of a cloud bank, and the, the lagging ship um, is peppered um, with a broadside. Um, and a huge man of war, a big black silhouette, breaks through the clouds and begins to engage that ship. Um, just cannon front, uh, volley after volley, uh, as the and the other two ships um, put on more sail and are attempting to flee. Wrath. Hmm. So, 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 do you do you want me to take a pot shot at the man of war, or do you want me to go for the small ship? You instantly recognize this by its lines as a, a child of the dark vessel. And a, a man I don't of think war they've is, noticed us so far. Yeah, yeah. and as a man of war, um, and as crewed by the children of the dark. Um, this is well beyond the capability of your small vessel, and probably well beyond the capability of even seven knights. Not n- given, given the suddenness and the lack of ability to uh, plan a complex uh, ambush or a sophisticated subversion, um, I'll, I'll tell you for free that um, you can't take them in a in a um, straight on in a in a, a game of broadsides. But if we do cripple one of the ships up ahead, it acts as an extra target for them. But it also announces our presence. 
We could wait for Ooh. the cap. Uh, hold on. Are Quick they going to are they going to know exactly the where Children of the Dark? Those are <laughs> that giant pole of food from us. The bad guys. It's not oh, loud. Yeah. They dwell in the crossbow. Okay. They have. Uh, Still, they are the MacGuffin it's of an the indicator that something else is there. They are. Um, a, a, a little-known um, race of uh, people who okay. um, are are beginning to creep out of the Twilight Frontier. Essentially, the kingdoms in the light and and the lands of the dark um, meet at the Twilight Frontier. Okay. Um, and each the the economy of the kingdoms in the light is driven by the salvage that's made of the master's technology. Okay. And so you've been scouring the Twilight Frontier to collect what you can because the kingdoms of the light have been scraped okay. clean. Um, well, presumably so have the children. And the encounters with them have increased as you've both delved deeper into the Twilight Frontier. And um, there have been incursions in the past and actual war. And many believe that you're in the midst of the third incursion and that war is inevitable. So um, you're not in outright war yet, but it is, is building to that. But we should not be the one. We should not be the crew that starts, starts the war. You have two options. You can try to fight the children, um, and if you can come up with a clever plan um, under very demanding circumstances, you might be able to slow them down, disable their ship, but you're certainly not going to take them. Or you can chase after Margit and her um, escaping pirates. Let's go after our primary target. Yeah. We, can, we can report on their presence. I, I agree. Well, the thing is, we may have the option of gaining an ally in this case, because from what you've been hearing, it sounds like there's some, at least, argument of... Uh, at so, least, uh, arguing on the other ships. So, if we disable them, rescue them, and then make a deal, we can see if we can bring them to our side. Uh, Kier? Hmm? Which one of the uh, horribly awful ships did you want to make the deal with? Uh, the children of the dark who want to eat our faces, or the dread pirate and her dread pirate crew who that... hate us for crippling three of her ships. So, uh, I'm afraid that the adage at this point that fits is the enemy of my enemy is my enemy's enemy. Nothing uh, more, nothing less. And you are failing to see the potential big, uh, larger picture. Their ships are so badly damaged that they cannot make good speed. You will be able to follow them, <clears throat> given your current tactical advantage resulting from that play. Um, probably undetected um, as they flee the, the child vessel. But if you stay to engage the child vessel, they will get away. I say, I, I'm actually said, of course, let's chase after our primary yeah. target. Yeah, we're here for Marquis, Agreed. not to start a war. But she's going to the, uh, probably will be slaughtered by the vessel. Well, all the best. The more we thin out, they thin out her her numbers. The better. Then, if you're wanting to save her, it's better if we're close to her. So let's go. Okay. The cannon fire in the it recedes to the distance. You can still hear it. <laughs> it's really loud. Still in fact, it's making it hard to see fire. almost everything. And then it trickles down and goes away, and you hear some screams, and then some. Yeah, and then I'll stop listening in that direction okay. at this point. Okay. Let's move. Let's move the sonar forward. Yeah. yeah. That's. And then you hear another big explosion. Oh, like, oh, that was a fatal shot. That was the end of it. Um, so you have an option. You can try and take them here in the air, or you can follow them to wherever they're going. Well, if you can, I, I don't want more loot where they're going, but there's also potentially follow. more ships. There's this also reinforcements where they're going. This is true. So it's, I say also, I it's also potentially the Dread Pirate Margit's hideout. Mm -hmm. And they, at the moment, don't seem to know that you are 
table. And shutting the whole thing down. Because if we just take Marquis, the other crews will continue pirating. And she'll and, become a martyr. Yeah, and that only partially accomplishes our goal. I'm about following her and finishing yeah. it halfway. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, do we even know exactly what she looks like? And no. That's another issue. We have, that's not. We're not even confirmed that it's her on the ship. So <laughs> we might as well. From the arguments them. I'm hearing, though, she has a very deep voice. <laughs> <laughs> Let's follow and wrap this. I can whole recognize thing up. her voice. I mean, we're knights anyway. Well, you can recognize some voices. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know, the thought that occurs to me. Historically, pirates, um, especially female pirates, have tended to dress as men. Is it possible that the one with the deeper, more masculine voice is actually the Dread Pirate Margit's... Uh, paramour? Well, I was going to say masquerading as paramour. Her cohort may be a woman disguised as a man pretending to be a pirate. Right. This peacock was a man? <laughs> so, um, you guys are uh, taking the, the, the stealthy pursuit option? Is that what I'm uh, Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Okay. Um, so, half a clock goes by. It is a challenge to keep them in sight, but you have a unique pair of goggles, and you have a skill called um, eyes and like a hawk. Yep. Uh, and I'm sure that others of you could stretch your potential into keeping track. Like, uh, so my uh, skull penetrates cover on my rifle. You can look right through the clouds. Keep track. Yep. No problem. I will be using my wind-powered potential to push our ship so that we stay in range. You have no trouble keeping in range because they are um, they are affecting repairs and going faster and faster. <clears throat> but when you crash them together, I mean, the, the stakes were you disabled them, right? And the only reason they got away is because gravity, right? <laughs> so um, gravity, you, you, have no trouble, you have no trouble keeping pace, but you're ready with the wind in case you need it. Right. Okay. Um... And we're probably affecting repairs ourselves too. Sure, sure. And that's why we have fairly a trivial. So, it, and the crew, the crew is now very dubious, but they're also very um, frightened of you. <laughs> they are not. They are working hard. Um, they are no longer acting like avaricious uh, pirates. They're now fighting for their lives. Yeah, yeah, avaricious pirates. Oh, excuse me. They're not. They're fighting for their lives now. <laughs> yeah, they're like, uh, let me just get through this. Let me just get through this. Let me just get take our boys. We were outnumbered four to one, and we've got them on the run. I'll offer them a reassuring <laughs> smile. <laughs> Don't worry, it's under control. We're professionals. <laughs> we are professionals. They're down to two ships. We've already taken out half of them. Like, actually, I was like, I'm just hoping they don't have five more docked would, at their hideout. Would it possibly be the ability to use oh, to say never to helping bolster their helping the bolster their uh, spirits, specifically uh, promising that this is leading, it, despite the threat, this is leading to an even more lucrative treasure. I don't see how never say never. Okay. Do that. Okay. Um, or just persuasive. All, 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 all they would hear is the two nevers. Or just persuasive. <laughs> okay. or, or just persuasive. So. Uh, sure, I you can be persuasive. Okay. Uh, you don't need to make a play. You just convince them that uh, they just need to keep their head down and stay calm, and you promise them. Well, maybe a speech. Like, Look, we're not doing this for money. And that would actually work for me. We're I, doing it for a shitload of money. money. <laughs> that would look my trade. <laughs> tell, jokes, <laughs> tell jokes with the crews. We're going. Just so let, let them know we're, we're calm. They, uh, uh, I'll tell you this. this. They are a tense. And if you expect them to do anything other than run the ship under normal circumstances, I'm going to ask for a play to keep them under control. Okay? Um, not because they're trying to betray you or mutiny, because they are scared shitless. Not only did they just barely survive an encounter with the Dread Pirate Margit, they, they thought they were the pirates, so that table got turned on them. Then they realized that they are riding along with a bunch of sorcerers. Some of them may be starting to think knights, but the rest of them still haven't connected those dots. Um, and they do 
you saw a Children of the Dark Man of War, and you didn't seem to care. <laughs> that's probably got them more frightened. That's than how good we are. <laughs> Most people would have turned tail and, 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 and risen as fast as their ship could go. You guys said, oh, we'll leave them for later, and you moved on. <laughs> yeah, we'll take care of that yeah. later. <laughs> so, so they are... They are um, Especially since we're doing it in the ship that everybody knew was the better piece of jokes. Ship, yes. um, so I'm it's a majestic piece of shit. You can imagine that, that um, there will be tales told of you in Vault for generations to come. So, you know, that was actually going to be my play. I was going to go for Force of Will on mine. Um, since we're all basically going to... What I suggest is we all grab a couple of crew members... And instead of big, impressive speeches to the entire crew... Calm them down individually? Yeah. If we well, calm them individually in twos and threes, I think it'll go... Speeches and pats on the back Again. and a few kind words in their ear. Like I said, they're going to do their job, but they're they're ready to crack. I'm being okay. friendly, so it's like they cuts, it cuts to, you know, Domino. And so the rocks. pirate captain says, Arr, it be driving me nuts. So, <laughs> without a play, he's not going to change their disposition. I'll switch that over. Yeah. Without a play, he's not changing their disposition, so let's move I'm on. Right on. Right so I just thought it would be a great thing if I dropped that one. Well, yeah, I'm like, not asking for a play yet. Yeah, I want to get that on recording. Players yes. can ask for plays if they want. Um, but given our time up, I'm going I'm to yeah. move us to sort of the yeah. closing yeah. scenes. Sure. Yeah. Right? Sorry. Um, you... Um, <clears throat> Are pursuing the ship. Everyone's on uh, uh, is, is hyper vigilant. Yeah. Right? Red alert. Um, you sense it first, I think, um, yeah. because of your goggles. I've got. Sky, I'm still in the, the cannon. Sky is blotted out. It's suddenly darker than it should be. I'm still in charge of the cannoneers, but I've got the goggles sure. on, just sure. waiting and for something to right go wrong. Hall. You don't have a. You can look through stuff. You've yeah. got your gun out still, right? Mm -hmm. And you realize that like the there's a darker silhouette against the dark background of the Twilight Frontier. It's dark enough that, you know, you can sort of see someone from the stern of the ship to the bow of the ship, but you might not be able to identify them. This is totally It's not pitch metal. black, but there is something ahead of you that is large and very dark. And you hear many voices, so many that you can't pick out individual sounds. It's just noise. We're here. Um, and you see them slow down and approach the cliff wall of a large, blocky highland. And over the rim of that island is a... A, ream of, a rhyme of ice coming down off of a, 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 I guess would be a waterfall if it wasn't so cold. And it's just coating the side of this, and it's dripping water, and it's glistening in the, in the dimness. Um, and you can see them turn on a, some arc lights, so these bright spotlights are shining on the, the icy surface. And one after the other, they just disappear in a shadow, through a shadow in the ice. Mm -hmm. So it's a natural cover. We need to navigate through that. Right. Well, we've come this far, lads. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> would it be possible at this distance to use voices mind reader? How many did you hear? Too many? Hundreds? Well, maybe <clears throat> more than a thousand? Maybe we should take Would I need mind reader? I mean, it was a crowd. It was like a concert crowd. Yeah, that's what I was I, figuring. Um, I didn't possibly clarify this when we were doing the uh, flashback, but would I need to actually be, um, see who I'm uh, at Act uh, eye to eye contact for mind reader or to know who I'm. Yeah, you can't do it. I, I mean, at a distance, okay. I wouldn't make sure. I don't know. I mean, it, it, if this was your character, you would have written that power. You might have had an idea. I would imagine to be an effective mind reader, you at least have to have the person around. Um, that's what I was thinking. Right? So yeah. I want to make sure before it makes, that makes some sense. To um, me. um, Tom, do you want to do? A you hear voices like, "Oh, the captain's returned." You hear some people shouting. You hear orders being given. You know, Mommy, I'm hungry. You hear... Shut up, you! You hear... <laughs> There's go, go get Grandma. Tell her dinner's ready. 
There are children in there. And old the captain's return. Then prepare again, the, we are seeing for docking. The situation is not what we thought. We've got cargo to offload, man. Look lively. Well, it's morphing for certain. Hmm. Hmm. So, uh, can we? What's this island look like? I hope they got the medical supplies. Is there a clear? Uh, it's power a big s- block of black stone because it's to silhouette in the dark, right. um, and one whole face of it is basically this ice fall. And they okay. just disappeared. And it, I bet you anything that they're pretty much going through. Yeah, they're. Looks like they're going either through a uh, cascade. Oh, uh, they're uh, a secret entrance, or they might be using a potential to uh, liquefy that part of the waterfall and then refreeze. Well, it. you guys have a, a broad range of skills that would be uh, so, very effectively used in any kind of. I was, I was about to say with the torrent, with the possibility of torrent. So, if with the water. Uh, well, torrent isn't okay. so much a skill as okay. a as a uh, boost to your potential. Oh, okay. Would a stonework potential uh, be usable to actually get a good feel for the actual masonry involved in the construction of, of the inside of this island? I would, I, yeah, if you could get your hands on the island, I'd say you could get a sense of what it's shaped like and what it feels like if you're willing to spend the potential. Yeah, um, it's just a spend, right? It's not a. Well, you've got to get. Are you guys going to the island? Are you in that close? Get me close enough. Uh, get me close enough to actually touch. Scholarstone. Okay. I'd like to try that again. If anyone has written anything about this rock, okay. <clears throat> that's an ace. Is that an ace? It's a joker. 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 <laughs> All right. Okay. Yes. With a joker, you flip through a couple of pages and you see captain's log. And uh, story you, time, fellas, gather round. <laughs> you um, read through a couple of pages of the discovery of the perfect hideout by the dread pirate Margit. She's actually documented in her captain's log the discovery of this place and her decision to bring the, the um, refugees here. Okay. Uh, she talks about the stores they brought and the people that came and the jobs that people are being assigned and how this is going to be perfect. It's just inside the frontier, so no one's going to look for us here. I bet the children don't know about this place. Um, these caverns are perfect. Refugees from what? It doesn't say. That's Does it detail the, entr- the entryway? No. So we know that there are, and I am reading this to the fellas, we know that there's refugees inside, but just not refugees from what? <laughs> and we are the honorable knights, we're not actually pirates. Yeah, you're not murder hobos. No. Why not? Hey. Well, I mean, you may be now, but when you graduated, you weren't. <laughs> if he's robbing and killing people, we have yet to kill anybody. To honor the brotherhood, well, speak for yourself. To seek the knowledge, to defend the kingdoms, and to defy the dark. That is what we have vowed to do. We need to know who these people are so that we know whether we are defending the kingdoms from them or if they are part of the kingdoms that we have sworn to defend. It's very important knowledge. We have to ask. And in any case, if uh, she's uh, robbing and killing people to support her community, we need to set the record straight. Well, well, only heard it. It. We only hear the robbery, no actual yeah, well, We hear the robbery, and what has she stolen so far? Other than a few things that are a tiny bit fungible, like wines. Mostly she's taken medicine, food, things that these people need. Everyone draw stealing a card. Everyone draw a luck card. Stealing they were, they were loaded for bear when they came after us. Stealing. Queen. Six. Six. Eight Six. Ten. Can we be a queen? Yeah, yeah. No, Tie. I got a jack. Um, you get this ominous premonition. Um... Not 
not so much supernatural as just the gut feeling. Well, gut feeling based on uh, your tactical training and your experience. Um, when the children are done with that first ship, they're yeah. probably going to come looking for the rest of them. We need to. We need to. Well, oh, we need to talk to these people and open up a negotiation we need now. To evacuate this rock. So they will. They will. Yeah, be at this point, I'm thinking we do need to make contact with them. So, no matter where you go, there you are. Could I, I didn't help? Get to could anything. I? Anything. I, I help you I, I, I have a the correct way to approach this island. So, let me throw with, a mask. No matter where you go, there you are. Could <laughs> I use that to help intuit? Like, maybe if we approach yeah. it from this that, angle. That was a navigation <laughs> skill in my mind. Like, <laughs> master of I wasn't sure how to interpret yeah. that. Oh, but that's fine. Other, yeah. other than, <laughs> I think your character has a map case, right, with a bunch of charts. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of what that skill was supposed to be, which represents that you're a pretty skilled navigator. So if you want to like scope out the ice surface and use your goggles to do so, or actually. You, um, oh probably, wait! I don't have uh, any hearts. Never mind. Well, if you can look through ice, yeah. But well, it does say seize through cover. Yeah, you could use look through the ice, and between the two of you, using your relics, you could guide your ship into the into the interior. Mm-hmm. You you know that there is an interior um, simply because you can see the opening now with your with your. Goggles. Did you want to go and get an idea of what it's actually laid out like? Yeah, it's about thirty degrees leap. Leeward. Figure out the way that we can get in without getting murdered. <laughs> um, well, like, as far as I if can. you were if you were a pirate band and there was a, a choke point for ships to come in and out of your hideout, what would you probably do? You'd set it up with traps or immediate defenses, kind Ned, of. Yeah. ballista, cannon emplacements yeah. is what I'm thinking, yeah. right? Or just um, rocks if, to drop on people. But if you were a bunch of sneaky knights, sneaky knights that <laughs> wanted to get in some, you know. There might be so, an alternate route on that I'll, is not shown Just, just a gut feeling, Ooh. but I to, bet there's a blind is, spots in between those Get me to the to rock. Let me, oh, let me just talk to the rock, okay? I just need yeah. to talk to the rock. I think I can get you there. All right. So you you can, know, that doesn't you, sound crazy you, at all. You can steer the ship right up. You've done it before. <laughs> you can steer it. Touch. You can steer right up to the, to the ship. You're, it's so, hard how's to the get, family? It's hard to get the ship up against the rock um, without kind of, a little bit of finesse. In fact, it kind of grinds against the stone, and one of the masks goes, <laughs> but the, the hull is now kind of against the rock, and you've got the wheel over, um, kind of like forcing the, the bow into the stone. Keep her steady. Pull the glove off. Slap the, uh, slap the big hand on the, the rock. Starboard mask okay, is broken the, again. The card. Random, random, random potential card. Okay. Not that one. No. <laughs> <sighs> so that's, a, that's a good one. That was the good one. Oh, well. No, that's good. It's also a measure of how good the, the result is, though. Okay. So you've got... And you can crown it because it's yeah. an ace. Well, you can't. It's not a play. Oh, so, yeah. you don't so just... It's not okay, what are you, what are you hoping so. for? I'm getting a, getting a full mental map, then, and trying to get us a safe point of ingress. It's like... How literal are you being about that? I mean, you have the power. You touch the rock. I want to get in. The rock starts to fuse around your hand and make a tunnel. Can I get us a point? Get us way to the end. That's, a, that's an open point for the children of the dark, though. That's the problem. Well, I can close it. It's man size. Okay. So you can also close it. He's opening it. Okay, so. How about I want the ship? Can I, can, I open it, uh, can I open a path big enough to their docking area without damaging, like, living areas, things like that? You know, you can't, you can't okay. sense what. You can sense openings in there, but you don't know what they're using them for. You don't know okay. what people are there. Just go through the solid rock and you'll be fine. So, 
just kind of go through the solid part, give us a big enough hole that hopefully we can get through it without destroying everything, and I'm shooting for okay, the no, you're gonna get You have to get out of the ship, Okay. and you're standing in your hole. Okay. And Dom, no, make sure you put you're going to have to walk through and like part the stone ahead of you, okay. and you're going to have to steer the ship through if you want the ship to come with you. If you want to just okay. disembark and walk in, you can do that too. Do you guys want to bring the ship in, or do you just want to go on foot? Let's take the ship. Yeah, we should probably get the ship out of sight. Because the sailors aren't freaked out enough. Yeah. <laughs> now we're going to fly into They're a staring. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> we can just look at them. You know, this is Tuesday. <laughs> so, again, show of hands. Ship. 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 Yeah. Us. Ship. 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 All right. All right. It's unanimous. Both. So you leap over the rail. Just start it's walking. slow going. Um, but it's some sort of weird tectonic Moses, ripple, right? You're pushing against the rockets. You're sweating, and your clothes are stuck against you. Even I'm in muttering the cold. To, the, to, the, to the Sean will now be tectonic Moses. You're forcing, <laughs> forcing the, the rock aside. Um, you're carefully driving the ship. You know, master scraping on the walls. Couple like, of snap it. off. Stop it, you. Um, there, there's not much wind left, and you feel the power actually as you go deeper and deeper. You feel the ship is beginning to settle down now wind because power. it's not. It's not getting. If you, you can push it forward, but the problem is, um, the, the farther you get away from the <coughs> magical wind, the less the hull functions. So it's it's drooping. You have to bring the power up. It starts to grind on the ground. And you bring the power up a little more. And so, so you're afraid you're going to stall out as you continue moving forward. Um, imagine what this must look like from the other side. So there's these people who are offloading these pirate vessels. They're talking about the children. You can hear them mention you. They're worried that uh, the children may be in pursuit and hope they don't find the hideout. Um, you can hear um, kids running and say, Daddy, Daddy. They're meeting their, their parents on the dock. Um, husbands and wives are... And then suddenly the wall opens up above them, well beyond the cannon emplacements, and you're standing there, this massive, massive kin. Um, with, a, with a grin. And you got Hi, everybody! That might be worse. Here's Donald. happy smile on your face. And then the bowsprit of a ship comes out over your shoulder and out into the space. You and reach you out, kinda, grab the underside, yeah, swing you back into the hold. Yeah. Pull yourself up by the, the bow <laughs> netting. And the ship comes out into the middle of this huge Now, is everybody cabin. watching that? Because I'm not doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> and, and everybody in the village stops moving and stares up. And what you see below you is this huge cavern, most of which appears to be natural, but there's been lots of sort of tears cut into it and, and caverns so that it looks like the whole village is occupying the inner surface of this, this cavern. And it, it um, tumbles down to a fissure that's not wide enough for ships to come in, but it does let wind blow up, and as soon as you come out of the hole, the ship buoys, and actually you oh, shit. Lower pull power, the power, power down so you don't bang into the ceiling. Um, <laughs> but the whole place just goes silent. There's not a voice to be heard. I have actually, come um, to chew bubblegum no. and kick ass. No. And I am all out of bubblegum. I'm going to step up onto the bow. Okay. <laughs> just very quietly, because I'm, I'm hoping there's a good Smiles, everyone, smiles! <laughs> we, that's like... We wish to have us like have a meeting with the dread pirate Margie Margie, please. We do not please. come that's like we are not coming in threat, but it us like but to warn of the threat coming to you. Okay. We need to make a play. Yay! I am assuming the stakes are something along these lines and you can modify them as you wish. If you are successful, 
They do not turn the cannons on you. They do not reboard their ships and engage in ship-to-ship warfare here in the village. Mm-hmm. Oh. That would they be take bad. you at your word, though cautiously, well, and let you disembark. Is that fair for your stakes? That sounds fair for your stakes. If they fail, if you fail, they will do their best to attack. They will try and um, re-aim the cannons that were protecting the entrance. They will reboard their ships and try and sail out into this, this lagoon and um, have a, a, a close quarters combat with you. Okay. Um, and the children will arrive in the middle of that. Okay. So would it be possible to assist with gentle giant, or is that just asking too much, like, to show up? I'm not threatening. I did open a big hole in your wall and uh, shut how about it. This, what about the smile? Don't you have, you, you can't really trust, you can't help but trust me? I don't. I, I can't play that right now. Well, but he's making the play, okay, so you can spend a cash to help him. Okay, let's do that. Yeah, so... That'll be. Um, I'll just say. And I, and I can spend Stone a cash breed, on I guess. To say that I'm helping. I have had the worst More card of all night. Good. Adoptability. Yeah, yeah. Really lucking out. So I'm spending the cash to help. Okay. Okay, I am going to spend a plot cash card. Okay. And. Uh, <clears throat> you ready? Jokers. There you go. That's when those need to be played. <laughs> yes. Nicely done. Yeah. So I would have gotten the crown because I have a, an ace, but you oh. got the joker well, automatically. Oh. So the place was stunned into silence. So your voice booms out over the rail. Um, you are playing persuasive. Is that what? Pers- I'm doing the persuasive, and also since this is the time to stop doing this, and I've mentioned the children in the dark. That's when my saber comes out. You drop out. the sailcloth off your sword and hold it over your head? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, it just comes out of the cane, so okay. it's... Okay. Um, maybe more Cane's dramatic if it was a huge broadsword, a little, like, thin... Dude, I could do it. I have a broadsword. You, maybe, you, maybe you hold yours up. All of us do it at the same time. With like, like, our powers combined. Like Thunder are the barbarians yeah. or something, right? Okay. Aerial wow. Uglas! There is an obscure and old reference, sir. Props to you. Aerial Uglas! We I'm still waiting for Uglas to mock the role-playing game. Oh, God. So, cutscene. You know, if this is a movie, you'd be like, you all hold your swords up. Um... Now you're sitting around a table, um, and there are charts laid out, and there's a chaos of noise in the background um, as people are, are yelling orders, and kids are crying, and parents are shuttling them along, and no, 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 that's too much. Just bring what you need. <coughs> you can tell that there's an evacuation going on, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you are sitting um, at a big table like this. Um, there is a huge woman. She is probably almost as tall as you are. And weighs at least as much as you do. I like them. Um, I in think fact, it's love. She can't seem to help keep her eyes off of you, because in her life there have not been many men that she thinks could go toe to toe. Big smile. She. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> she seems anxious, um, and is all business. Standing next to her is this little whippet of a woman with an oversized ledger. She's got ink stains on her face, and her hands are covered in ink, and she's. Scratching down everything that's being said. Um, and uh, the conversation is already underway. And you guys are trying to convince her um, that you need to evacuate because the children are coming. <laughs> and she is concerned about not the evacuation because she agrees. That's why the orders have already been given. But what's going to happen to her people when you take her in? <clears throat> so she is negotiating to for her people to be 
taken care of. Maybe she doesn't asylum, care about asylum, she's being arrested. Yeah, asylum Actually, for people. Um, first question. We understand that they're refugees. Where are they refugees? They're, they are more than that. They are from... They are from uh, all along the frontier. They are, they are, and this is the voice you heard before, the, the gruff, gruff, and the, 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 um, she's, she's very, very concerned, almost, almost in, in tears, um, not out of fear, but out of emotion. They're, they're all from along the frontier. They have been, they have been burned out of their homes by that so-called navy that the Valtish hired those mercenaries. It is not, oh, I cannot believe that you are not bringing them to justice. This is, this is a travesty. Uh, putting a hand on her arm. <laughs> you have my word as a knight of the kingdoms. I don't know knights. I have never met knight before. How do I know the word is worth anything? This is horrible. These people have no place to Actually, go. They will die. Hand, I am fe- Other hand. Take my blade. Hand on the blade. Edge in. I swear by my blade. Is this thing? This is a thing. Do you see this the blade? Thing? This is thing? This is with knights? So making my play on force of will, she's going to believe every word I say. So what are you trying to convince her of? Your people will be taken care of. That's the most important thing right now is that we get your people out of here. They will be taken care of. We are going to take them directly to the kingdom of. But without me, that will not be possible. You're not coming with us. Then then to jail to be hung as pirate. I'm not pirate. I, I simply take care of my people. Considering the word that's for like, pirate and the word for patriot are very similar, and not in Valtish. Well, we're not going there. Well, that's like that is not our destination. Not in Valtish, but in Verdant. It's a country full of. It's a kingdom of scholars, people who understand. A kingdom of understanding. Okay, let's make a play. You're gonna use force of will. You said I'm using force of will. Okay. Um, she is in a. This is going to be a three-card play, because she is very worked up, and the only thing she cares about is her people. I will use my culture personal honor to, to support. Okay. I appreciate that. Uh, can, um, can I use support? Uh, one, uh, the way the rules are right now, and we can debrief about them. Okay. I actually would like some input from you guys about the helping rules, so we can debrief okay. after the game. And but, question, can but, I tag one of my caches as well? You, you can always tag one of your own, um, but and right now only one person can provide aid. And what's the okay. support? The blind draw? Blind draw, yeah. Support is okay. a blind draw. And you're going to cash as a blind draw? Yeah. So you're playing um, a two-card play? That one. I've got two cards left in my potential, and I'm using them both. Okay. Um, so play your cards. Oh, oh the how's Joker. that for a blind play? Oh, no, that was the Joker it. was the blind card? Yeah, Joker nice. was blind. I was using the queen because Jeez. I thought, this is diplomacy. Three jokers in the I, last I, half hour. I am very grateful. She looks like she's going to lean into you to cry, and then she leans on the big guy. Grab <laughs> 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 him, zig him in. <laughs> I, am, I am willing to go with you. Step stool, climb up. Even if it means I am to be hung. You are not going to be hung. We'll make a case No matter for what. You have, there's a difference the between a pirate and someone taking care of their people. That will happen is prison. Oh, even I if I go to prison. This is okay. Will you come to me? <laughs> sure. Big boy. You know what? Uh, she, she, she's looking at you, sobbing. Um, and that's why I, on I, our crew we have an old saying, for face. great justice, she, take off every zig. She's, right now she's yeah. looking a lot like the Joker, but usually she has like full-on right. white like Queen Elizabeth with like the red circles and the, the fake <laughs> smile thing. Um, with all the combat and the soot and the smoke and the tears, it looks pretty horrific. My shoulder has a weird smear on it now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pat on the back. Your face. <laughs> you realize that the little whippet of a of a woman has put down her book. 
and she's tapping, kind of uh, calming the woman down, tapping her shoulder, and she looks over at her and she shakes her head. She says, no, you will not go to jail. This is for me. You have done your work. This is, this is what I do. This is for my people. And you realize in that moment mm -hmm. that this is not Dread Pirate Marquis. This is Dread Pirate. Our administrator. So. Mm -hmm. I figured. And she said, no, you cannot. And they have an argument in Voltage, and it's really heated and, and emotional. And so all us not, we don't get involved in that. No. You know what? You feel like awkward, like, oh, should There's we not, be, like, uh, a death ship coming it's after us. That's why we bring more heat, if I may. But we'll discuss it on the way. Yeah, we will do everything that we can to uh, like <clears throat> bring a defense to you, or uh, once you, we are in Verdant. Okay. Yeah. Um, as you conclude your conversation and stand up, the entire room <laughs> shakes as you hear cannon fire out echoing from the the uh, the um, lagoon outside, the the cavern outside. Um, you hear screams and shouts. Uh, is, you, is your ear still up, or have you played that card down? It's I've left it sideways like that, so it's not on my sheet, but it's still in play. It's not in your hand. Okay. So the gunfire is uh, horribly loud, and you hear orders in Child of the Dark being shouted. Um, they don't know here. what they're saying. Um, and as you pour out, I'm assuming, into the, to the ledges looking over the lagoon, you yeah. see that they have fired their broadsides into the ice sheet, and it is beginning to collapse so that their opening to the cavern is just getting like, huge. Is there another way out of here besides that? says, no, that's all we have. The tunnel we made in? Well, no, that well, closed. But guess what? Damn it. <sighs> How close am I to, the, to that other entrance? So here's what we're going to do. We're going to make a multi-participant play. Okay. All right? The way this works is each of you decides what you want for stakes and how you want to solve this encounter. Right? How you want to resolve this encounter. I make a single stakes that stands against each of yours. We all play, and whoever wins, wins. If I win, it's my stakes. If you win, it's your stakes. You're playing Doesn't against mean, each of us individually. Well, you're not playing... No, we're playing all together, right? I'll play my hand, and it's the same hand against all of you. Um, if, if... And whoever is the highest card total of the group is the one who steers the narrative. Whatever you decided to do for your play, it's happening, but it's really in support of the, the hero of the moment, the one who wins that stakes. And it's sort of... Their actions that lead the the uh, narrative. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Yarp. Okay. So um, we'll just start over here. We'll go around the table like this. Um, give it a moment to think of what you want to do. Um, and we'll, when you've had a moment, we'll start here, and you can tell me how you want to resolve the attack and get out, get the refugees out of the the cavern. Okay. So, is it just one of the child of the dark ships, or how many do we see? Just the the one. Just don't the know one. If there's more, but. But you only see one. Is it in the passage or outside? It's the still outside and it's okay. blowing away the ice. It's too big to come in the little okay. passage, and they're probably doing shock and awe. And then they're going to come in and, and okay. murder everybody. All right. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm going to go with the huge blast of wind to blow them backwards and off course. I don't think I can kill their ship with the wind, but I can at least buy us enough time to so get out the door. you would like to blast them away so that, because all the other ships have been boarded, they've been, for the last, during your discussion, they were boarding all the refugees, so the ships are ready to go. 
Yes. Right? You need to clear the opening so that they can get out. Yes, that's right? what I'm wanting to do because they it's can't just like a hop. You need to blast through the shield so that the shuttles can get out. Mm-hmm. Exactly. exactly. Okay. So you are standing on the shore. You look, go, go, and you reach your hands up, and the this shock wave of wind just goes howling down the tunnel, pushing against the ship, yes. knocking it out into the into the dark, potentially knocking it out into the dark. Yes. Hold that freeze frame. What are you doing? How many of uh, the pirate ships are left to uh, use? They had, there were six more vessels here. Okay. So they've all been loaded, and some of them weren't very good shape, some of them were kind of small. Everything's been loaded with what they could carry and all the people, um, and they're maneuvering in the lagoon, trying to, getting ready to go out when this attack began. Okay, I want to use Air of Destiny again to calm them, organize them, give them an air of everything's going to be okay. So you have, led, you have led the, the evacuation simply yeah, by your, 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 pres- your grand presence. Yes. Um, effectively the, enough that it just went so smoothly they got out. Yeah. Um, the, children, the children are panicked, but they're holding their parents' hands. They're not crying. Right, okay. The people are actually pretty organized considering all hell is breaking So you got a panicking them. mass of people to cooperate, which is magical enough. <laughs> yeah. um, and probably yeah. did it by seeming to be in several places at once. Yeah. Uh, weird. <laughs> probably was in several places at once. And, you may, and what, you, what you will accomplish then is the complications that are, are affecting the children will allow them to sneak by. Yeah, the usual logistics of trying because to offload this... Because their crews are working so well, the yeah. people are working so well... Yeah. The, the usual logistics of offloading this much stuff and this many people in a crisis is yeah, most, it mostly... Yeah, it went twice as fast because you were helping. Okay. How about you? Uh, the stakes that I would be playing for is that everyone gets away safely. Um, I'll be using my wind-powered ability to... Basically, along the same lines of what Mark's doing, except more using the wind to power the ships to... So you're making the ships so fast that the children can't stop. That the children can't stop, right. So you're like, Mm -hmm. one, two, three, all at once so that they can't, you know... Right. So you're just shooting them, you're giving them um, the the final, the fine control that they can achieve with sails only and powering them out out the end. Right. Awesome. Um, Maybe even shooting them out a couple of the holes that, or the hole that you guys made. (laughs) Um, Actually, as our ship goes by theirs, using fast as lightning to like, like they leap aboard their ship with like a handful of explosives and drop them in place. Like, oh, like oh, there's there's some ammunition pile. Drop one there. Okay. This, drop one. There, like drops and then leap back <coughs> to our ship. Okay, so you're you're doing a fireworks display. Well, more like a, a fireworks, a disabling. Well, yeah, absolutely. You're dropping it's going to light up. The, you're lighting up the night, yeah, or the powder magazine would be. So you will you will blow them to pieces, or at least damage them. A man of war is probably not going to be destroyed by a few bombs, but it could be disabled long enough for the ships to get exactly. Past. Okay, and slow them down so they could. <laughs> right. Yep. Um, are you going to be the last ship out? Of course. Uh, I will be assisting with the evacuation specifically by using <coughs> hands to take care of anybody who has already suffered any injuries to this before we load them up on whatever vessels they're escaping on. Okay, so you're doing medical care? Yes. Okay. Um, so the old and infirm are suddenly spry. Right. You touch them with your, your um, healing hands, uh, and they can help carry and, and manage manage children and be parts of the crew. Uh, no, no. Whoa, I sailors. am totally not tired anymore. Yeah, there, there are fatigued captains who, you know, um, were, were, had just gotten back from the run you're on. You've brought give them back to Give them some extreme XP. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Extreme. Um, so you basically just through efficiency and, and, um, and, and improved um, energy um, and, and hands to do work. Um, ex, 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 do the same thing. Yeah, basically, basically, yeah, the support yeah. side. So. Uh, close to what Tom was doing, 
I was planning on throwing a bunch of heavy things before with Unstoppable Force. Throw that right. mast. I'm going to throw the mast into the what, what, wherever their engine should be to crystal the button. I'm, I'm, I'm imagining, I'm imagining that there's lots of things laying here on the docks that they're <coughs> not taking with them. So, oh, so anchors. Yeah, anchors. Grab a pair of anchors. Basically, it's just out of spin. Grab something. Throw spin. Grab something. Throw. It's a hail. So there's a hail of 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 heavy metal flying down the tunnel, clearing a path for the other ships to get out. Pretty much. That mess is just your bag of hot dogs, isn't it? There are no hot dogs. But there could be a sack of sausages. How do you know? <laughs> I just completely understand. Fight as an explorer knight to defend the dock. I so vow. I've still when got my the rush. Okay. No, this is so Russia. I am going to take a spot on our bow, and I know exactly how much the force of will of a good commander can make. I am using like a bullet to the head, like bullet to the head. Yeah. Okay. and I am taking out anybody on that ship. Yes. All right. Starting with the guys with the big fellows. Bang! Oh, he's got a bang! He's got eggs on his shoulder. His choice is actually really high. And I'm just going to work my way through the chain of command. Awesome. So this this is all happening. You're doing all the things you said you're doing. And like I said, they're all contributing to the success or failure, right? Um, and I think that we all have the same aim in mind, uh, which is no casualties on our side. Yeah, so yes. we, have, we have to negotiate. I know what we're doing, but we have to negotiate what the stakes are. Do you want it to be a stake? You can all have the same stakes if you want it, if you win. Right? You're telling me what you're doing, but the, the actual stakes are... Do you want them to be individual, or do you want them to be one collective stakes that we're... Everybody gets I away think, safely. Yeah, yeah, I think that's... Ships get yeah. out safely, and you guys make it as well. Yes. Right? And, we're out. And, and not just out, we but would be away part from of the... Everybody. Away. Away to, back into the kingdom of the light. <laughs> so yes. we're helping... We're helping cripple the so they can't chase us. Other people are helping everybody else move faster. So yeah. you could, if you wanted, to have individual um, stakes. Mechanically, you could have your own individual stakes so that it... The narrative goes in a certain direction that you want it to go. In a multi-parsonage But in this, it sounds like way. it's the same one. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That makes it simpler. Um, if you fail, it's not going to go well. Everybody if does. you fail, um, there, is, there are collisions as the ships clog up the, the exit. Um, cannon fire from... The uh, Children of the Dark vessel disables some of those ships, and now they're clogging, though. They can't even move anymore. They're just stuck in the entrance. So everyone's trapped in here. The children soften everything up with their cannons, swarm in, and it is, it is a slaughter. You guys escape, but you will remember for the rest of your cycles that you were unable to save 1,500 refugees. <coughs> Nice. And that you that your prompt that you broke your promise to the dread pirate Margit that you would save her people. <laughs> so if you fail, that's what you'll have to live with. No pressure. <laughs> yeah, no pressure. None. All right. Um, wind pressure. I have I why my ears felt one plot cash left, so I'm going to play that. Do we have any? No, we're out, aren't we? No, we can't we have, use the boarding ones for no, this. Yeah. You can, well, Trying you can use your own caches if they apply. Does anybody have a cache that you want to apply Stone to your own? Recklessness. Yeah. Recklessness works. Uh, knight's cache, because we've all... You can, you can use Knight's yes. cache for everything. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah. If you haven't spent your Knight's cache, you Dude, can use yes. it, because it applies oh, to Oh, yeah, spending that. Definitely. So that gives us an extra card? Yep. An extra wild card. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I have my play ready, you guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So add up your cards. I have 
20. I've got 37, and I'm crowning because it's combat. Um, 19. Um, okay, I have a question. Can Anybody beat a 33? Yes. 40. Yep. I do. 10, 19. Sorry, 30. 40. Now, can I, since I've got a king, a queen, and a jack? Yeah, you can You can crown something there. King, for sure. This is Marshall, so you can crown the king. Okay. Um, 43. So 43, 44. 44. Uh, I pulled two kings, so how does that work? Uh, you, you can only crown, crown one of them, but they're both kings, so it doesn't matter. You okay. can crown because it's Marshall. Okay. So you'll have 20, 32 total. Does okay. it matter the whether we is... crown or cash uh, first? <coughs> no, you do them both before you display your cards. You've just made that yeah. decision, you play them all at the same time. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so that's my <coughs> cash. So you've got 34. And the... the... Crown the king. And I had the jack, and I pulled a queen, too. So what's your total? Uh, let's see, so 19, 24 with the queen, uh, 33. So it sounds like 44 is still our high, a hard number, right? Mm-hmm. All right, so you were, um, describe how, how this final scene plays out. Everybody is doing their part, but the camera is focused on you as the ships make the final <laughs> escape. Okay, um... The refugees are loaded. They're cared for by those who are who are doing the medical. Um, leading the charge is this giant mass that just comes flying out, slams into the the children of the dark ship, sending them into a into a disarray and a frenzy of assaults. Mark, what's your character? Uh, Zag. Zag. Just blows this wall of wind that halts the cannonballs in midair as I rev up the ships, pulling in all the wind I can. We shoot out like we, like the ships themselves are going out of a cannon, and then as we're making our escape past the disoriented children of the dark ship, as a final giant, fuck you, Tom flashes into the powder magazine, dropping Tonio. several... Antonio. Flashes into the powder magazine, dropping several bombs, ensuring our escape as the children are crippled and burning in the air. So they're shouting orders, beginning to maneuver in pursuit, and then several explosions um, on and below decks send them reeling down and down towards the dark. Uh, as you guys punch it, get full power, All right, boys. and join the rest down of the refugee fleet. Uh, uh, the ragtag fugitive fleet as it heads back up towards the the light. The light. The light. <laughs> Um, and, uh, welcome to the end of Bait and Switch. Yeah. Awesome. Very nice. Have you had our best of plays? Have you done well? Yeah. Well done. Very well done. Yeah. Does, uh, do they take into account the fact she was just trying to feed refugees? Um, I, I would, I, if I was writing the end of the story, I would say that that was certainly a mitigating factor. Um, turns out she was just a, a bookkeeper, um, who realized what was going on and saw her village destroyed and you know you can imagine the rest from there um she was particularly charismatic and very uh, capable uh, logician and um through the sort of force of will of her her friend finesse that's the woman's name actually um the dread pirate margit was able to um keep keep everyone guessing um even among her own people sometimes not to mention, if the Children of the Dark are rising again, we could use someone like her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, in fact, you know, this, she would be... Um, we could use someone like both. If they've been surviving this long in the Twilight Frontier... That's intelligent. Oh, yeah. She is a, a valuable resource that the, the Brotherhood will probably not let all um, sit idle in prison. 
awesome. So you is know this what? You've got a lovely sentence, and basically we're going to let you work it off with community service. Yeah, Get yeah. on that boat and serve the community. You're a captain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so darn. Is this meant to go ahead and set as the introductory adventure for both? Um, it is... It was specifically designed for you guys, actually. Oh, okay, thank uh, you. Nice. Yeah. All right. What I wanted. We are Ross and I have been talking about a, a, using this as a promotional when we do the Kickstarter, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I wanted an adventure that showed sort of all the different aspects of sort of life in the in the setting. Um, I think I needed to make sure that the knights got to be noble, but I also wanted some social interaction. I wanted Skull, I at least I wanted at least one of the kingdoms to be featured. I wanted the knights. The, uh, I wanted the uh, children of the dark to have a, at least a, a, a little bit of a of Cameo. a cryptic appearance. Which I do um, like that, that not much information given. But I wanted you to get down into at least the Twilight Frontier to get a little bit of a feeling for what that was as, as opposed to the kingdoms. Cool. Um, and I, who can resist Sky Pirates? I mean, no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Pirates. I mean, yeah. No, this this was amazing, and yeah, I really love, and I really do love uh, something that we really they didn't do really the first one. That aside, that kind of gave us our characters more backstory as we we're going through and gave us a chance to explain to build on our own legends versus. So no, that was this is wonderful. Thank well, you. I really appreciate your participation. Hey, you bet. And I don't know what kind of time frame you guys are on, but I would love a chance to. Um, Debrief the the adventure and the game mechanics themselves. Oh, sure. Yeah. I don't know if you um, you said ten o'clock. Mm-hmm. Go to a local bar and I'll buy around or um, or whatever if you want we'll to do that and talk just game. a little bit. But first, uh, folks, thank you very much for listening. And this we'll is see our you guys. We will see you guys next time. All right, bye.